1: this, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. And by back with you, I mean back from... 558 yesterday we're gonna be glad to be with you <laughs> we get things rolling on a Tuesday I say wait about late hold, hold on here 21 hours later back with you on this Tuesday no a lot of you were uh, focused on things other than sports talk Mississippi yesterday and we have a great deal of respect for that all, all we did was kind of watch a baseball game together <laughs> for about three hours during the show and then mix in some other things. As well, Richard Cross, Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad, thanks for being with us. You're going to be a part of the conversation. Cspire text line 601-879-4395, 601-879-4395. Get ready for faster phones. Cspire is rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next 3 years. That means more coverage, more reliability and more speed. Learn more at cspire.com. Wouldn't you generally say that whatever issues we have going on at home, like with maintenance issues or house things or fences or dogs or whatever it is. All of the above. Ta- all of the above. When we talk about those things on the air, generally we get advice. And and, and usually it's good
3: advice, right? I mean, remember my day with the home warranty company? I do. Yes. I do. That drove me to get a second opinion and saved me
2: $800. So. Well, do you think I could we could uh, statewide group think something for me? I'm down. All right, so uh, we've got local I guess local elections are happening all over the state of Mississippi today. Tough day for local elections, at least in north Mississippi, given the rain. My is it raining in Starkville?
4: It is not. It, it's it's all north of us. It's I guess you're you're getting it right
5: now.
2: We are getting it and it started I think we're going to reset your timeline, hey dad. Uh we it it, it was raining at 6:30 this morning when I woke up. I don't know how long it had been raining at that point and it has yet to stop. And at times it has been torrential. So I mentioned Election Day. My wife and I had gone to vote about, oh, about 1 o'clock. And I'm leaving, and I get a call from my mom, who is at our house with the two youngest kids, and she said, uh, got bad news. I was like, okay. She said, your basement is flooding. I said, great. Glad to hear it. So hustle home, pull out shop vac, start vacuuming water, and dumping it out. And I'm just trying to get water out before I even figure out where it from where it is originating. And there is an air-conditioned unit that is in the basement, and then the ductwork runs underneath the house. So it's kind of like a walkout basement in the back, an older house. And I know i got to go under the house, so I have to change clothes and get the flashlight. And you're crawling under and going through the, you know, dirt and dusty. Everything's dry under there, except down along along the the base where it's a little soft. And I discover that ultimately there is water that is flowing, I think, underneath the front foundation of the house. And water has this ability to, you know, it just, it, it finds the opening. And if there's not an opening over time, it just makes its own opening. And so I've got water flowing through like six feet of heavy, packed dirt. I mean, it almost looks like rock underneath there, except there's about a quarter size hole where water is trickling out, and then it is trickling through a small little crack around where the air conditioning ductwork goes from inside the basement to underneath the house where it goes to the ducts and then up through the floor vents. Obviously, there's going to have to be some significant work to figure out where the water's originating and put drains in or repack that or whatever. But I'm looking for a temporary fix. Like, when we get done with the show tonight, is there anything that I can do to go in and stop the water getting into the house without it just, like, backing up and turning into a lake underneath the house? You guys got any ideas? I have no
3: idea. See, I, Great. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm the I'm the type that asks the people saying, for the so. advice. Sounds Somebody out there heard that though and has an answer,
2: uh, without a doubt. Clown says, and this may be this may be he may be onto something. He says, time to see if that Flex stu- uh, Seal stuff really <laughs> works, Richard. <laughs> hey, I've heard that it really does.
4: Boy, well, now you've got two more people saying spray foam Flex Seal.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, the commercials are goofy, and the guy slaps the tape on the uh, container with the hole in it and stuff. We just it, got that on text, too. He's got the, the clear boat <laughs> and whatever. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, but I've heard that that stuff actually does work like they advertise
2: it. Well, we'll see. I'm going to have to uh, – Tim says make sure your A.C. isn't cla- – Yeah, it has nothing to do with the air condition. That, that, that's not the deal. Um, it, it, it's not the it, it's not the air conditioning unit. It's water that's coming in through the air. Condi- so so I'm thinking I'm going to run to the hardware store as soon as we get off the off the show, and I'm going to attempt to get a couple of do some sandbags and kind of do it on either side of the area where the water's coming in, and then try and figure out a way to seal that off. Um try and seal it off. I don't know. Thomas says that I should lay a tarp across the front of the house where the wall meets the yard and see if that stops it. Pamela suggests that I call Buddy Slovak the rock and roll handyman. I've uh, taken advantage of his existence before. Sump pump with a float at the lowest point under the house even if you have to dig a small hole, uh, a small hole. Yeah, there may be something to that problem is I need the rain to stop so that the water can stop and I can fix it.
3: Yeah. um, We are lucky that that game got played yesterday because if it got rained yesterday and today was the final day for them to play baseball, would have felt uncomfortable about that. Yeah. They would not be playing today in Oxford. And Southern Miss would be off to Tucson. (laughs) Yeah. Could you imagine what it would be like around
4: here
6: I if the NCAA
4: that, would would make that decision? I actually read that Ole Miss would have gone because it it was all by higher seating. Even there's been the a
2: lot of confusion on that, but there was yeah. also
4: confusion in that you
2: had to finish on Monday and couldn't play on Tuesday. Man, they played in Tuesday uh, this morning in Columbia, yeah. South Carolina. Um, I asked someone that would know on Sunday night. Is they, I said, is there a rule that it has to be finished tomorrow? I said, no, they did away with that rule a few years ago.
4: Yeah. So, uh, but speaking of that regional in Columbia. And I did ask was that it would have been Ole Miss because they were the one seed, even with Southern beating them in that first game, which would have been just a firestorm. <clears throat>
2: it would have been a mess. Thankfully, that didn't happen. And, yeah. boy, what a baseball game we had yesterday. Really, what I mean, two good baseball games. Mississippi State wins a one-run game against Campbell. And Campbell made it interesting in the top of the ninth inning. They got the tying run to third base before Landon Sims was ultimately able to shut it down. And Mississippi State gets the win. And so the Bulldogs now get ready to host a Super Regional this weekend. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Do you like the uh, the Saturday Sunday Monday versus Friday
4: Saturday Sunday? No, not really. I would rather rather it be just Friday Saturday Sunday, uh, because if you know, especially if if state could get the win, there's an extra day off there. But uh, I, it is is what it is. You know, I don't think I don't think it affects anything one way or the other. It's an extra day of rest for everybody. It does mean that state. I think it means that state will start on the if if they get to Omaha would start on that Sunday. So there's something to look at, look forward to, I guess
3: here's the question would you rather have Friday to Sunday but you got to drink a ton of coffee to get to the end of the game because they're going to end at 1am or Saturday to potentially Monday with normal start times Saturday afternoon Sunday evening Monday evening where you don't have to fight sleep to finish the game which one would you rather have
4: I'm a night owl so I can stay up late. It's not a big deal.
2: I love night baseball games and I love the postseason where the games go till 11 o'clock at night. I just do whether it's in person or falling asleep watching. I mean for the so Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, I fell asleep around midnight or so with college baseball on my television and it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. From my perspective, I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but I loved it. I appreciate all the uh, information that is coming in via the Ceasefire text line, 601 879 4395. I'm going to read all of these. We'll talk about some of them as well. We're going to talk about all the super regional matchups that begin. We mentioned State Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Old Miss is Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Tucson. Sports Talk, Mississippi. Streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll be right back.
7: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. No accidents or breakdowns to report at this time. Traffic is running smooth on 220, Interstate 55, and 20. If you see a traffic accident, be sure to call your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
8: Harry's back. Can I get your attention? i like it when you smile. Time to play Harry Conig Jr. and his band. It was great fun. Performing songs from across his career. One of Harry Connick, Jr. Saturday, August 28th, Brandon Amphitheater. Reserve seats on sale Friday at noon at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss this very special engagement with Harry Connick, Jr. and his seven-piece band. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment. Spring cleanup can be easy, fun, and affordable with the
9: all-star John Deere compact tractor package from Mississippi, Arkansas, Ag. The John Deere 3025E tractor, plus loader, box plate, rotary cutter, and a trailer with Keep you ahead of the game at just $2.93 per month with 0% financing for 72 months. Leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information. Offer ends 8321. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for
10: details. Find new roads.
1: Your midday meeting place, the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Come on. Super Talk Mississippi.
13: Check the phone. Are you ready? Sports
1: Talk Mississippi.
2: all the messages and all the advice on how to fix my leak issue. Somebody said, I have the same situation. Water has to be drained away from the foundation. Dig a ditch to get it away. You'll never seal it enough to keep it out. Look for stopped-up drains and gutter problems. Yeah, ultimately, I know it's going to have to be fixed at the entry point. I'm just kind of looking for a temporary fix. As it sounds to me like it's raining harder than it's been raining at any point today, right now. It's fantastic. Great. Lovely. Homeownership. Isn't it the best? Yeah, man. Absolutely. It's an
3: investment, they say. Yeah. Investing in stuff that continues to break
4: all the time. And suffering and frustration.
2: There you go. Um, Love to hear from you. And uh, I want to start with this question from Preston and Fulton. I think this is a really interesting jumping off point. Although, before we do that, let's look quickly at all eight Super Regional matchups. Sixteen teams left. Notre Dame at Mississippi State, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Ole Miss at Arizona, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. NC State is at Arkansas, and I think that has the potential to be a wildly entertaining Super Regional. Obviously, advantage Arkansas, especially with that home crowd. What did you a watch crowd that game last, last night! night. That
14: well, I mean, that was oh,
3: unbelievable. So um, good. The way Van Horn uses cops, he threw almost two hundred pitches this weekend. Yeah, almost two hundred. And, and there was, I mean, friend of the show coming on later. Kendall Rogers even said something about Bianco running Niekayzi out there. If you're going to criticize Mike Bianco for giving Niekayzi twenty pitches two days after he threw hundred and twenty. Then Kevin Copps throwing almost 200 on the weekend has to
2: also be criticized, but I didn't see that anywhere. Yeah, you know, I'm just kind of weary of the whole we're going to criticize coaches for how they use pitchers. I mean, there are, there are times where you look at it where you go, yeah, that's that doesn't make sense. Florida State, generally... when
3: Mississippi State beat them in a regional after a two-hour rain delay, that guy shouldn't have run back out on the field.
2: There, there's one that. example. I would agree with that. The way Ben McDonald was handled at LSU you know, back in the, the late 80s. And, I mean, Ben will make jokes about that now. But asking a pitcher to give you 20 pitches in a try-to-keep-your-season-alive scenario doesn't seem like the worst idea. Arkansas needed Kevin Cops too, because Nebraska was good. Man, when the Razorbacks got it going, though, you could tell that crowd was just waiting to explode, Borky. And when they hit that first home run, Casey Opitz, what was it, just his second home run of the year? And he yanked it over the left field wall and made it 2-1, to one, and that place went bonkers. You knew that they were going to win
3: that game. Yeah. That, that swing right there was like, yep, they're going to win. They'll figure it out, and they exploded.
2: So NC State, Arkansas, and Fayetteville, Stanford is at Texas Tech. ECU, East Carolina, and Vanderbilt in Nashville. South Florida and Texas in Austin. In Columbia, South Carolina, Dallas Baptist and Virginia will meet because, of course, they will. We all saw this coming, right? We do.
3: Speaking of uh, that game today, I want to play this. Uh, this is, I'm probably saying his last name wrong. Honestly, I didn't watch the game today, but I saw this clip. It's uh, Stephen, is it Shosh? S-C-H-O-C-H? We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Uh, was a dominating pitcher today, and this is what he said in the post-game interview <laughs> live on ESPN today.
15: Well,
12: emotions are going,
15: win. I heard a fan offer free dipping Dots if I blew it, which the price of dipping Dots with inflation is just unreal. So... For a brief moment, I was like, damn, dipping dots sound good. But also, I thought in the back of my head, we win today, we win tomorrow, or tonight. We're going to be here another day. That's more per diem. So that means I can buy my
12: own dipping dots and be a winner. (laughs)
2: Great
12: rationale. Uh,
2: Great rationale.
16: (laughs) I mean,
3: at the end of the day, this is how we know it's just a bunch of college kids playing a game.
2: Dippin' Dots.
3: I mean, he was, somebody yelled at him as he's taking them out. If you blow it, I buy you Dippin' Dots. And in his head, he's like,
2: sounds, sounds pretty good. I like <laughs> Dippin' Dots. Yeah. Do you like Dippin' Dots?
4: No. It's not to like? They're not, they're not, they're not my favorite, but I mean, I'll eat them. I'd rather just have ice cream.
3: Yeah, just, if you let it melt for a little while, it's good. But like, if you start eating it right away, and it's just like little frozen, little dots get stuck inside of your mouth, that's not fun.
2: C. Spire text line, the dumbest thing on Twitter is fan bases arguing about how pitching coaches for their teams manage pitchers as if it dictates some moral code.
3: Not as bad as dictating how people celebrate a kid's game.
4: Those are the worst things on Twitter? Seriously? I I can come up with like ten that are worse.
3: Oh yeah, I mean we let the Chinese government propagandize their genocide on Twitter, so yeah,
2: that's worse.
4: You see what I'm saying, yeah.
2: There are worse things. Yeah, we'd, but let's go with that, sure. That that Borky seems like he has a uh, a winner in the club or a leader in the clubhouse anyway.
3: Yeah, but as far as like sports social media goes, it, determining how a team should celebrate doing good things in a sports game is near the top of of annoying things. It's kids playing a game. Let them do what they want. If they want to just shake hands, that's great. Good. I mean, do what you want. If they want to celebrate and go hang out in the student section and dog pile, they're having a good time. Let them have a
2: good time. Yeah, I just, the fact that you dignified that with conversation is yeah, more than I yeah, was going to do. I know. I, I shouldn't have. The last Super Regional, Knoxville, LSU and Tennessee, Paul Mineri, in some that. ways kind of returning to the scene of the crime. You thought it was nasty when there were 800 people in there? <laughs> Wait till it's 4,000.
4: So nasty in there. I can't wait. They're going to find a way to win, too. You think? I'm not not willing to call it just yet, but I'm leaning. I'm leaning purple and gold.
3: I feel like there's a swagger with Tennessee right now, though. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're really, really good. From Remember the Titans, attitude reflects leadership. And... Tony Vitello's team acts like
2: Tony Vitella. They do. And he's got a hard edge to him. And Tennessee plays with an edge. They play with a little chip. And they're good on top of that. They got good arms. They are swinging the heck out of it. And they've got that little something, right? I mean, down eight to five. In the bottom of the ninth inning, in the opening game of your regional, when you're the number three national seed, they didn't fold. They didn't turn into a cheap suit. They had a grand slam that went like 500 feet. It was awesome. So, I said I wanted to go back to the question that Preston and Fulton asked. Those are your eight super regionals, specific to Mississippi. Who would you rather play? Arizona or Notre Dame. Who's got the hardest week ahead? Ole Miss or Mississippi State?
3: Are the venues the same? Is it Notre Dame at home versus at Arizona? Because you'd much rather
4: play at home against Notre Dame, right? But if it's like You'd rather play at home, yeah, but you would rather play at home. I'll put it that way. But if I had to pick the team, I'd rather play Arizona than Notre Dame. Really? Yeah. Notre Dame is hot. No angry.
2: Doubt. (laughs)
4: They're angry. They're playing mad, and and Mississippi State is a team that they might want to take some frustration out on because they would have argued that they were you know more deserving of a national seed on that last weekend. So, yeah, I would rather play.
2: Do, do you disagree, Morky?
3: Oh, I, I don't. I honestly, I have not watched a ton of Notre Dame and Arizona baseball, but Arizona is statistically the best offense in America.
2: They are. They can swing it. And they, but they in... sure didn't do it. They sure did not do in their regional setting what Notre Dame did in its regional setting. No, they did yeah. not. That's a cavernous ballpark they play in, too. My goodness,
3: major Switching leaguers don't play on that.
4: That's what I was gonna say. Switching them around, State versus Arizona feels like it'd be a great matchup for State because nobody's hitting the ball out of the ballpark there. You know, State's pitching should give them would give them, I think, a big advantage against the Arizona in that ballpark. So Notre Dame's gonna come Two. down here. They're, they're looking to mash and frankly duty noble in june can be a little bit of a warm, pad yeah
2: the uh, the baseball will fly a bit it's going to be fun to see we'll get to more of your text messages coming up talk about how yesterday unfolded and a whole lot more sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm we'll be right back
17: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 73. Wednesday, a 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 88. Before your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 89. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
18: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaways has been family owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaways has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaways has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey. And the best tomatoes in town. Callaways will have farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaways offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Calloway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
5: Callaways is, Calloway's is,
17: The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to dial 911 at the onset of symptoms of a heart attack or stroke. The moment paramedics arrive, life-saving care begins. It's important to remember the first thing paramedics do is to take the time to stabilize the patient. Vital information is relayed to the appropriate hospital so that heart attack or stroke teams will be ready when the patient arrives. Every second counts. Dial 911. Don't drive. Let them
19: come to you. (laughs) What?
11: <laughs> I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Polls are open until 7 tonight for the municipal general election. Secretary of State Michael Watson is encouraging everyone to get out and vote.
19: We've got folks who will be all across the state today. We'll be in roughly about 60 cities. I'm going to be traveling, going to precincts, making sure that we're following election law. And I think that's important for Mississippians to know. You know, we, we care. We're going to be in the precincts watching, and we want to return that confidence to our system.
11: There are two separate issues at hand following the state's Supreme Court's ruling against Initiative 65, medical marijuana, and the initiative process. State Senator Bryce Wiggins says he doesn't expect the governor to call a special session to deal with either one until leadership from the House, Senate, and the governor's office can come together.
14: He's not going to keep the legislature in for like 80 days, like they had at one point at $30,000 a day.
20: I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: Welcome to summertime in Mississippi. It's
11: hot out here. It's so hot out here.
9: As we always say, welcome to the state with the purest form
1: of humidity. The hottest talk all summer long. Heat's on, baby. Heat's on. Super Talk Mississippi. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, question, did Dak come to Starkville for just the game, or was he doing stuff with the Big Dog Camp also?
4: Hey, Dak. an NCAA violation to do anything with the Big Dog Camp, so he was just for the game. Yeah, but... <laughs> did he come for the game or did he come for the big dog game? He's there for the game. Did I just say that? I'm sure not a single what? recruit
3: what? saw Are him. Are you trying to or imply? Any... Hey, that's what they should do. If, if a recruit happened to run into so, Dak Prescott this weekend, that's doing it all right.
14: All I know they, is they, this.
4: One time before I made a comment along, yeah, they could, and then I got a phone call. So as far as I know, Dak Prescott was just there for the game.
3: Well, uh, nobody's got my number, so if that is in fact what you did, good, because that's what you yeah. should do. You've got Real the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Parade him around everywhere. Accidentally walk by some recruits. That's what That's what should have happened if it didn't.
4: I have no knowledge of these events.
3: When Robert Kimdichie visited LSU, they just happened to sit down at dinner right next to Shaquille O'Neal. Just so happened to do that. Good for LSU.
14: That's what he should. He's such happen.
2: a large man. It's shocking. Shaq?
4: Yeah, the diesel. Yeah,
3: the picture of him standing next to the
5: Rock
4: is shocking. You think, and then you take a picture of him next to Yao Ming, and how much bigger yeah. Yao Ming is than Shaq. It's insane. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'd always realized he was big, and then. That game in Baton Rouge a few years ago, where he sat down at the table with us during the broadcast, the man's hands are as big as Haydad's head. Yeah, I mean, Borky, he's just a massive human being.
4: Borky, are you on the Yao Ming conspiracy train? I am.
2: The, that he's much older than
4: they said. No, was- no, that he's actually eight feet tall. Oh, I, I buy that a hundred percent. And that he, that, that the NBA said he was like seven four. To make it, because people can't accept the fact that he's eight feet tall. Like it doesn't make sense. But look at him next to Shaq. Shaq's seven one. There's no way he's only three inches taller than Shaq. Yeah.
3: So officially listed as seven six. No and, way. And the picture of him next to Shaquille O'Neal. That, yeah. That that man is eight feet tall.
22: He's eight feet tall.
3: He the top of Shaq's head. The top of his head comes up to Yao's chin.
4: And so his whole head is still above him. I mean, yeah, he's eight feet tall.
2: I'm looking at the picture now.
4: I mean, do you agree that he is? He's not significantly
2: only... taller than Shaq.
4: Yeah, he's and Shaq's not not what? Seven
2: one? Only... I think Shaq is seven
4: two.
3: Shaq is officially that. listed at seven foot one, buddy. That is okay. not five inches. That's no way.
23: No way. Nope. I wonder if it's I the am, angle
2: of that photograph because I'm looking at another picture where Shaq is more like the top of his head is even with like Yao Ming's eyebrows.
4: Well, here's the one where I think it's, I don't know if it's from the Hall of Fame or not. I mean, Shaq looks like he's a good foot and a half shorter. I mean, he's just shorter. There's there's no way, no way he's only seven five or seven six. He's eight feet tall. Yeah, I buy it. He is tall.
2: And you're right. Shaq makes the Rock look. Little. Just plain little. Yeah. But we digress. Boy, how did we get off on that train? I, I know, know exactly I how we got there. Yeah, because I, I said that yeah.
3: Robert KBG no, no, just, so, just so happened to be sitting at the table
4: next to Shaq at that dinner. That turned into Shaq is big. That turned <laughs> yeah. into have you seen this? And it went from yeah. there.
3: It's almost as if people bend the rules a little bit in recruiting and
2: nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. They shouldn't. Yeah. If um, you would like to add to the conversation, you know we'd love to hear from you. On the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. So there is a possibility, somebody pointed this out on the text line, that you could have five SEC teams in the College World Series, and you could have six if LSU and Tennessee weren't paired. But on the flip side of that, because LSU and Tennessee are paired, there is a scenario where you have only one SEC team that gets to the College World Series. So in terms of who could potentially get there from the SEC, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, and then either LSU or Tennessee. And the only thing that we are guaranteed of is either LSU or Tennessee gets there because they are playing each other. So right. I'll ask you this, and and we kind of did the over-under on this last week, what, at three-and-a-half in terms of number of SEC teams that get to the College World Series. Are you still over three-and-a-half, or do you think it's under three-and-a-half?
4: Still over. I think it'll be four. So I'm uh, one from the Knoxville regional, right? I think it will be Arkansas, uh, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and either Tennessee or LSU. I think right now I would say LSU, but I could be changing my mind soon. Yeah, I think you're wrong on that one. I think Tennessee wins that. Well, I mean it's 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 Tuesday. Let me get to Friday. I understand.
2: So you don't think Ole Miss and Arizona is likely?
4: I think Arizona will win that that Super Regional as we sit here today. Hmm. I will say this. If I'm Arizona's coach, I will tell every pitcher, if you throw a hittable pitch to Tim Elko, you are off the team. I will come get you off the mound, and you can just pack your bags, take a shower, and, and get an Uber out of the stadium. Don't throw anything to him he can hit.
2: So you're just walking him regardless of the situation in the game?
4: Outside of bases loaded, and even then, if it's early in the game, I might just be willing to give up a run. He's going to – there's no point right now.
2: Coming up this afternoon on the Farm Bureau phone line, check out favrates.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Kendall Rogers, he will join us in 20 minutes, and we're scheduled to visit with Mike Bianco in the 5 o'clock hour. Um he was obviously busy yesterday, as was Chris Lamonis, and as was Scott Berry. So we'll uh, we'll talk with Mike. Uh, Ole Miss will travel to Arizona tomorrow, and then they will, I guess, practice on Thursday, and obviously will play on Friday night. The um, I was looking at the uh, the forecast a second ago, and the forecast for Starkville this weekend. So playing Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Saturday, high of 88, 38% chance of rain, evening thunderstorms. Sunday, high of 88, partly cloudy, only a 24% chance of rain. And then on Monday, high of 90, mostly sunny, only a 20% chance of rain. For the second weekend in the month of June, that's about as good as it gets from a forecast standpoint. Just... Perfect. You're going to have a little bit of a chance of rain if you're playing anywhere in the southeast this time of year. But to have temperatures in the high 80s, low 90s, I just couldn't be any better. Yeah.
4: It's just going to be hot. We've lived here our whole lives. We should be used to it by now.
2: Yeah, but upper 80s, low 90s isn't that hot.
4: Not, not the worst it's ever been in June, no, for sure.
2: And the wind, in case you're interested... Out of the west on Saturday, and then out of the north. North, North-northeast on both Sunday and Monday. Now, obviously, that could change between now and then. But when you think about launching pad, you generally think about wind out of the south. Am I thinking about the way that, I mean, if it's coming out of the north, then at north-northeast, it's blowing in from center field, right field in Starkville, Right?
4: You're asking me. Is Borky know this? Yes, thing? I'm I, no, I'm asking you, but I I'm have asking. No idea. I mean I'm just trying to think my way around, you know, where Highway eighty two would be. So wind's blowing north, it would be blowing out, I think, if I'm correct. No,
2: out of the north. Because I'm isn't blowing, the bold okay. end zone? Isn't the bold end zone the north end zone?
19: West.
4: Yes.
2: The the seal buildings in the south end zone and right. the bold end, end of the football stadium is the north. Right. So
4: okay. So if it's blowing in from the north, yes, it's blowing the, the ball. It's blowing into the ballpark. Yes.
2: Yes. That's like my that, like the way a football stadium is situated is my compass rose.
4: <laughs> That's a, hey, That works. It took me a like, second, but yeah, that works. Yes. Yeah. So so the west
2: side of Davis Wade is the home side. If it's blowing out of the west, that's going to be kind of like a foul pole to foul pole wind for game one. And then if it's blowing out of the north-northeast, then it's going to be kind of blowing in from right field Mm -hmm. for games two and three as we sit here on Tuesday in a downpour in north Mississippi looking at the forecast five days away. Could change. Certainly could change. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm.
7: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. No accidents or breakdowns to report at this time. Traffic is running smooth on 220, Interstate 55, and 20. If you see a traffic accident, be sure to call your local law enforcement. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
14: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
22: For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass and yeah, there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and Operated And they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland. At 6 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services 601-605-44
10: This is Delbert Hoseman, your lieutenant governor, a COVID survivor, and a vaccination recipient. The National Guard continues to administer the vaccine to thousands of Mississippians. Let's honor them and protect our families and our friends. Visit HealthyMS.com for more information. Paid for by friends of Delbert Hoseman.
24: AARP is working to protect Americans 50-plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit slash. MS Vaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash MS Vaccine. Paid for by AARP. Watch your
1: favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on Super Talk TV. Where Mississippi comes to talk. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
6: Let the broadcasting of the disturbed
1: continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: I'm not trying to go Jim Cantore. i just thinking about the differences in weather in the southeast and the desert southwest. So looking at Friday, for example, well, let's use Saturday since that's the day that, that both Mississippi State and Ole Miss are playing at the same time. High of 88 on Saturday in Starkville, low of 71. So what, 17-degree differential. But you always heard how, you know, it can get cool in the desert at night. So when you look at Tucson on Saturday, the high is 110 and the low is 76. I'm sorry, 109 and 73, whatever. A 36-degree swing. I didn't do the math right there, did I? 27 and 9. Yeah, 36 degrees difference in the hottest part of the day. And the coolest part of the evening. That's a big, that's a big swing in one day.
4: Yeah, enjoy it. I'm going to.
2: Absolutely. 105 on Friday in Tucson, <laughs> with a low of 70. That's 109 crazy. on Saturday with a low of 73, and then on Sunday 110, with a low of 76. And the chance of rain. You know, what is it they say at Tiger Stadium? Chance of rain is never. There is, according to weather.com, a 0% chance of rain. Not 1%, not 12%, not 20%. 0% chance on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
4: This city should not exist. It is a monument to man's greed. <laughs>
2: Um, I mean, this means nothing, but Borky and I were kicking around this in the break. Kicking this around in the break. I'm curious how many Ole Miss fans will be in Tucson. I'm curious how many Notre Dame fans will be in Starkville. And I'm curious if more Ole Miss fans will make the trip west to Tucson for the Super Regional or more Notre Dame fans will make the trip south to the Starkville Super Regional.
4: Feels like an easy win for Ole Miss on that one. Ole Miss fans, because of
2: availability know. of tickets, or just you don't think Notre Dame
4: fans. It's just such a massive fans, fan base. It is, but their passion for baseball is n- really non existent, as opposed to Ole Miss fans' passion for bas- baseball, which is huge.
2: Yeah, but everybody yeah. likes a winner. And everybody no, likes, no. you know, when you're this close. And frankly, the reputation of Mississippi State baseball and Starkville and the environment may pique some people's interest, but you know what, let's go.
4: It might, it might, you know, but I I feel like there will be more Rebels in Tucson than Leprechauns in Starkville.
3: There were a group of Notre Dame fans a couple years ago. I went to a bar to just watch football with a buddy, and there was a group of Notre Dame fans there, and my buddy did not take too kindly to them. And uh, they were pretty passionate about Notre Dame sports, so they'll probably be there. There's like six of them. Yeah. Wearing jerseys and whatnot, because people do that. And uh, they said something about uh, rednecks in the South, and he said, then why do you guys live here? And there was an argument that I had to get in between. It was a whole deal.
14: <laughs>
3: there was some language that I can't repeat on the radio said between the two of them, but... I'm with you, though. How do you? How are you in Jackson, Mississippi, yelling about rednecks in the South? Like, what are you doing here, then?
2: Uh, let's see players. here. It's unbelievable. How about this? Uh, have you guys checked out the smack on Twitter between state fans and Notre Dame? I'm calling it early. If the Dogs and Irish are mashed up in the super and weather favorable, look for 16,000 single-game attendance record. I'm going to disagree with you not because I don't think you could put 16,000 if available. I just don't think the ballpark holds that many people anymore. I think 13,000 yeah. yeah. and change is just about as big as it's ever going to get unless there is some sort
4: of an expansion to the stadium. Thirteen five is is right in there. That's, that's capacity. When John Cohen and, talks about that Stanford crowd, he is sort of telling you, that's really sort of where we're limiting. Yeah.
2: That's where we are. That, that's and that's a gazillion people.
4: And well, I, I've said this before. I was at the the Starville, uh the game uh, Mississippi State in Clemson in two thousand seven the Super Regional, and that I think that was thirteen seven, and you could not have fit another person in there. The stadium would have collapsed. So when you see fifteen five and when you see fourteen nine, I mean that's that's some fuddy duddy math there. When the NCA is counting people and they're you know, over it, that's when you see the more accurate crowds.
2: Yeah. Uh, this one says the Notre Dame Insider, I'm assuming that's a Notre Dame website, is talking about this as a destination or bucket list type event. I think Notre Dame will bring some people there. I, I, I think there'll
4: be some. I just think I, I would say more Ole Miss fans go to Tucson.
2: Yeah. My, my guess is that Ole Miss ends up in the neighborhood of 1,000 fans at the ballpark. Which is... Pretty good number when you're talking about you pretty much have to get on an airplane. I guess you could drive. I think Mike told us he was leaving tomorrow and was headed west, making the drive. Sports Talk Mississippi. By the way, High Corbett Stadium capacity is 9,500. Their all-time record is 8,500. Sports Talk Mississippi. For only state. state for a World. Mississippi, powered
15: Mississippi. by your tree professionals at Tree 345 Fox News, I'm Rich Dennison. A Senate committee today heard Colonial Pipeline CEO Joseph Blount explain that he decided to pay hackers four million dollars after a ransomware attack because the nation depends on his company's operation. We are deeply sorry for the impact. That this attack had. The cyber attack forced his company to halt operations, disrupting East Coast fuel supplies for several days. Justice Department officials announcing yesterday more than 2 million of that ransom has been recovered. An FBI-led operation has led to the arrest of 800 people in 16 countries in a wave of police raids targeting criminal gangs. Suspects were tricked
14: into using an online messaging app that was being secretly run by the FBI. 32 tons of drugs have been seized, plus Guns, cars, and tens of millions of dollars. Fox's Simon Owen, America's listening to
15: Fox
25: News.
11: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Darius Irving is in custody in connection with the murder of Ocean Springs native Kyle Craig. A second suspect, Montavious Landfair, still hasn't been brought in. Craig had gone to Holmes County to buy a four-wheeler. When the family didn't hear from him, they used the 360 app on their phones to track him down. Tragically, it was family that found his body. He had been shot multiple times. There are some changes in regard to absentee ballots today, according to Secretary of State Michael Watson.
19: They changed the law where they said basically with absentee voting now, as long as you have your ballot postmarked by Election Day and it's received within five days thereafter, uh, your absentee ballot will be counted. So that was a key piece, and that is in effect today.
11: Polls will remain open until 7 for the municipal general election. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm.
26: go license for more information visit our website at msboc.us
0: typically we here at keep mississippi beautiful like to share positive news with you but not today litter is on the rise in our state and we need your help Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org.
11: Federal pandemic unemployment benefits will end June twelfth. Jackie Turner with the Department of Employment Security expects between seventy to eighty thousand people to drop off the unemployment rolls.
20: The regular unemployment program that um, we we run is a typical program will continue. And those who are already on that program, which is our regular up to two hundred thirty five dollars a week, people have been getting the extra three hundred dollars added to that. That will end also for those folks on regular unemployment.
11: Between the federal program and regular unemployment programs, over $4 billion in unemployment benefits have been paid out in Mississippi since the beginning of the pandemic. With a win over Southern Miss Monday, Ole Miss advances to the Super Regionals in Tucson. Here's pitcher Taylor Broadway.
27: This year hasn't been easy. We'll just keep responding. Awesome.
11: The Rebels will play Arizona Friday night at 8. I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: Talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Here we go. Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's more. (laughs) Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad with you on this Tuesday afternoon. And right now, joining us, Kendall Rogers from D1Baseball.com. How entertaining was the regional weekend for you, Kendall?
28: Uh, it was awesome. It was a long weekend, but you know what? It beat the heck out of the alternative of what we dealt with last year. So uh, it was a lot of fun. I
2: kind of dig the whole, I can fall asleep with baseball on my television for four nights in a row in June. That's pretty cool.
28: You know what? I, I love it. Um, the problem is last night with like LSU and Oregon, like it's really hard to fall asleep to that because you're kind of sit there. Like I'm not a fan of either team. I just cover this sport, but like, man, I even had a little anxiety watching that thing. Like, you know, the, the storyline of, you know, is this the way Paul Maneri's career ends? Uh, LSU advancing to a Super Regional to play a team that uh, they have a few issues with, to say the least. Uh, man, there's a lot of good storylines there. But, yeah, I know I loved it. It's kind of, it's kind of like watching uh, those Pac-12 football games that are totally out of control at midnight and, like, your eyes are <laughs> barely open because you've been at the Grove all day long.
2: Yeah, this was this uh, last night had a very much a Pac-12 after dark feel to it. That's a uh, that's a pretty good analogy. I want to jump to the Super Regionals, but before we do that, mm-hmm. give me two, three, four storylines that really stood out to you from the regional round.
28: Well, I mean, I think you look over uh, in Columbia. Obviously, that regional was rather interesting. You know, had you had the host, South Carolina. You had Old Dominion. You had Virginia. You know, I picked Virginia. I just thought they were playing really, really well down the stretch. Uh, and so, you know, just the fact that the Cavaliers continue to play at a high level, you know, Steven Scutch, uh, you saw at the end there, the closer, he's had a terrific year. Uh, Virginia's just given me a lot of shade to that, that 15 team, uh, that of course was a three seed, went on to win the national championship. Uh, you know, I think if you look at the Fable Regional, you know, I kind of warn people, like, Nebraska is not a pushover. You know, people thought, oh, you know, Big Ten Champ, they're just going to, they're going to roll those guys. And, like, Nebraska's a really good team. They're 29-11 going into the weekend. And, you know, I thought the, for the first time all year, like, you kind of saw it in Arkansas's eyes a little bit. that uh, Like, this, this isn't going as planned. Uh, what happened? Charlie Welch, two-run bomb. And, you know, what, what kind of reminded me of the, of the McNamee home run a few years ago against Stanford with just a crowd and just the pandemonium and things like that. But, you know, Arkansas passed that test. Uh, and of course, LSU winning it. Then you look down at Tucson and uh, Oxford. Uh, you know, Tucson with Arizona playing at a very high level. You I mean, see Santa Barbara. I want to say put up like 28 runs in two games against uh, Oklahoma State, but Arizona just shut them down. Uh, the Wildcats pitching well. Nate Yeske, their pitching coach, kind of leading the way there. They they're hitting. And uh, then in Oxford, I mean, what a regional! I, and I give Ole Miss a lot of credit because uh, here is a regional that. I'll be real honest with you guys. Like, I'm not meaning to be a hater here. but Like, when when Southern Miss you know, came back there, what was it, made it 10-7, I'm thinking, here we go again. And what happens? Ole Miss gets the big hits. They close it out and, and honestly kind of close it out, making it look easy there in the last inning and a half. So I give Ole Miss a lot of credit because it, it could have been really easy, whether you're Coach Bianca, whether you're those players, it could have been really easy to go, oh, crap, here we go again. But, you know, they channeled that energy and went a different direction. So uh, I can't wait for the Supers. I think Tucson, the Tucson one for me is really intriguing. The Mississippi State one is really intriguing to me. I mean, I think we look at Notre Dame, uh, 50 runs and 49 hits in three days. You know, Mississippi State they, Mississippi State fans have gone on this campaign about how Notre Dame didn't play non-conference games enough. So they're, they're a fraud. Well, we're going to find out here pretty quick whether or not they're a fraud.
2: All right, so just take me a a step deeper on the Starkville Super Regional. With Mississippi State hosting, we know that's a great home field advantage. We were just talking a second ago. I'm going to be fascinated to see how many Notre Dame fans make the trip. I mean, Notre Dame isn't necessarily known for having uh, this massive baseball fan base, but we do know that it is a massive alumni base, and they're really passionate about their sports. I'm curious to see if that's going to carry over in terms of Notre Dame fans making the trip to Starkville. But in terms of on the field, the the pitching matchups, the offenses, comparing these two teams to each other, do, do you give an advantage one way or the other?
28: Yeah, I do. I mean, I give the advantage of state at home. I just think when you look at the crowd, I, I think particularly from a pitching standpoint, obviously Houston Harding showed over the weekend that uh, he's probably a guy they're they're going to rely heavily on this weekend. He pitched really well for him, and so. Uh, I think when you look at from a pitching standpoint, I think Mississippi State clearly has the edge, certainly from a depth standpoint. The problem Notre Dame kind of has is, uh, you know, they, they tend to turn things over. I think during the regular season, I want to say Tanner Cole, uh, averaged five or six innings out of the bullpen every single weekend. And so that gives you an idea of, you know how they may not have as much depth as, as mississippi state their starters are okay uh and then when you look at these guys offensively, this is where notre dame can really get you you know with ryan ryan cole you look at carter putts you look at the nico cavadas that's as good as kind of a three-man punch as you can get in college baseball and i think the biggest thing for mississippi state if i'm scott Boxhall and i'm looking at notre dame like it's kind of like uh it, you know tim Elko is really good he's not this good but it's kind of like what the way I see Arizona looking at Tim Elko is the same way I see Mississippi State needing to look at Nico Gavadas. You do not let Nico Cavadas beat you. And so whether or not it's you walking every time he comes up, like he is just not a guy. You know, Mississippi State is going to lose that super. If I'm Scott and I'm Limo, like they're going to have to beat me with Ryan Cole putts and some guys like that. They're not beating me with Nico to play
2: Certainly, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. You mentioned the Tucson-Arizona regional or super regional being one that, that is intriguing to you. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, that's fascinating, and we really haven't even gotten into it yet, just because everything is so new, um, what Ole Miss's rotation is going to be. I, I'm assuming that I know, Doug right? Nikhazy will not pitch until Saturday, uh, given the fact that uh, he pitched a couple of times on the weekend, just to kind of give him an extra day's rest. I don't know that for sure. That's just a guess. Break break down this matchup for me.
28: Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing with Arizona is when Arizona gets out of its element is whenever they start to play shoddy defense. And this is a team, if you look at their fielding percentage, you look at some of their box score stuff to your guys, like their defense can be very iffy. So I think the biggest thing for Ole Miss is, you know, I get it that Ole Miss isn't typically one of those teams that's going to, you know, sc- scrap and play the small ball, things like that. But, you know, if, I, if I'm Bianco, like, I'm sitting there looking at their defense and how shaky it can be and going, you know what, hey, we're going to make these guys make athletic plays. And if they can make athletic plays, then, hey, you know what, we'll tip our cat to them. But um, Arizona, where they get out of it, their element is when they play bad defense. It happens all the time. Uh, but the big thing with Arizona is, you know, yes, he's done a phenomenal job of their pitching. Coming into the season, I really thought, you know, people forget that Arizona's staff B R A Last year when the season ended, it was six. I mean, that's horrible. And so I thought coming into the season, you know, with with a second year under Nate Yeske, I really thought, hey, if Arizona can get their staff ERA under 4-5, this is an Omaha team. Well, where is it now? I think it's like 4 two, 8 or 4 two, 9 So that gives you an idea how much more improved they are from the pitching standpoint with, with Chandler, you know, Chandler Murphy, uh, T.J. Nichols, you know, get arms like that. Uh, and then offensively, uh, this is a very deep, athletic lineup. You know, Kobe Cato's a really nice player. Uh, you look at Dante Williams, uh, just an electric player as well. You know, Ryan Holgate, Jacob Berry. This is a very good lineup, top to bottom. You know who kind of reminds me of it in some ways? Ole Miss. And so uh, I think you're going to see a lot of offense this weekend in Tucson. You can bet it's going to be hotter than hell.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, what, like 109, 110, 111 for the, uh, for the oh, three days? Oh, it's dry
28: heat, man. Yeah, yeah
2: that's, <laughs> uh, that's what I hear. That's uh, what I hear um let's see which other really stands out is, is nc state at arkansas given the way nc state has been playing for the last i don't know three weeks month that they, they had that lull that probably cost them not the opera not having the opportunity to host kind of got it rolling again should arkansas be worried
28: I don't know about worry, but I had this series circle because I think it's going to be a really good series. I think when you look at NC State, you know, it's not – and the reason why I say this this is scary, is because NC State historically uh, struggles in regionals. And the fact they went down to Ruston and frankly just dominated that field for the weekend, that gives you an, an idea of the mindset of this team. You know, they've got a lot of older guys. They've got a really deep lineup. You know, Tyler McDonough, Devontae Brown had a really nice weekend for them. Uh, And the other differentiator with NC State is they've got a really good week in rotation. You know, they have a nice piece in the back end of Chris Billiman. They don't have a lot of depth like Arkansas does, but what they do have, they have a better week in rotation. So, NC State is a scary team because they're going to roll in here with house money. There's not going to be very many people who think they're going to win this series. And, uh, you know, they're hitting well. They're pitching well. They're playing about as well as you can uh, with Arkansas on the docket. So, I think this is going to be a three-game series.
2: Hey, I meant to ask you this when we were talking about Tucson. High Corbett Field is huge. I think it's 350 down the lines and 410 to straightaway. Does it play that big, or, or does it play a little bit smaller because of the, the dry heat and the wind?
28: Uh, you know, it can. It really kind of depends on the day, as strange as it sounds. I mean, I, I actually kind of feel like when I watch games there that it plays a little bit big. But, I mean, you look at their power numbers, and clearly it plays small at times. So I think it's just all dependent on the conditions.
2: Okay. We'll see how it goes. Uh, in terms of theater, we have got thirty seconds left. LSU and Tennessee—is that
28: like the highest tension regional, regional? Oh man, that's the that's the super regional that may end in a brawl uh, category. I mean, thing about it. The thing about LSU Tennessee is I can tell you from talking to people around that LSU program uh, since that Tennessee series. Like, they wanted nothing more at some point than make, get another crack at Tennessee. I mean, every game of that, that series is a one-run game. It was a hard-fought game. It was a 10th series. And so, of course, Paul Maneri, uh, with 25% capacity, talked about how ruthless the fans were. Well, now he's going back there with 100% capacity. So, it, it's going to be rowdy. I don't think there's going to be any love lost. Boy, I cannot <laughs> wait for that. And, and what a what a stage... For Paul to potentially get a trip, one more trip to Omaha. I mean, could you imagine the team that they just can't can't stand in getting to Omaha, beating those guys?
7: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. Traffic is picking up on 55 North and Southbound between Lakeland Drive and Riverside Drive, as well as Interstate 20 Westbound and 55 Southbound at the Stack. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217
11: in america the future belongs to everyone so we built the suvs and trucks of the future for everyone like explorer and expedition suvs built to command the road and the 2021 f-150 smart tough and built to get the job done because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few they're built for america drive one at your mid-south ford dealer today
16: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy?
9: If so, then you are ready for an mark This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and & Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Mark pricing and special XMark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving
1: Central Mississippi since 1993. Find out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi.
23: You ready, guys?
1: On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: with you, streaming at supertalk.fm alongside Brian Hayden and Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross. Thanks for being with us on a wet Tuesday afternoon in the Magnolia State. We're we'll going to be a part of the conversation. Ceasefire text line is the way to do it. 601-879-4395. Your video conference is lagging. VPN connections dropping. VoIP calls choppy. Time to face the truth. Cable. Can't support your business the way Fiber Internet can. Learn why at cspire.com slash fiber. What are you interested in, in terms of the Super Regionals coming up this weekend outside of Starkville and Tucson?
4: Obviously, LSU, Tennessee has my attention because I don't, you know, people who know me know, not a huge LSU fan, but the story is compelling of Maneri making this final run With this team, Um, Arkansas is interesting now because they weren't as dominant in that regional as you thought they might be. And is something something going on there? Are they are they are they vulnerable? I don't know if the answer to that is yes or no. Um, And then another one in the SEC that that has my attention is Vanderbilt because I think East Carolina is a, a good team and they could come in there and 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 you know do some damage. So we'll see, but. LSU-Tennessee probably won and then Arkansas too. Part
2: of the reason that Arkansas and that Super Regional is so fascinating to me, and and Borky, you kind of alluded to this earlier, when I see a game at Baum Stadium on television, I am drawn to it like a moth to the light. It just looks so good on TV. And that's not that's not entirely different than a game in starkville or a game in oxford or a game in baton rouge when they've got it going right but there's something about that i mean there are no empty seats in that place when when they fill it up and they tell you there are 11,084 people there there are 11,084 people there and you know the whole hog pen deal out beyond the left field and how it you know it, it swings almost all the way around to center field and they kind of closed things in with that building down in the right field corner. They're not even; they haven't even moved into that yet as their new baseball facility. Um, that place is special, and I feel like the noise stays in there also because they've got the sky boxes that wrap foul pole to foul pole. I don't think it's necessarily the most collegiate environment, but it has become more and more so. Does that make sense? Like for a while, I thought the way the ballpark looked with the, the suites and, you know, it was just kind of plain looking with kind of the brown stucco finish and whatever. I thought it looked a little minor leaguey. Yeah. But, but they have turned that into a wildly collegiate baseball environment and it is, it's spectacular. Similar to Founders Park in Columbia,
3: also doesn't have a college feel to it. It feels like you're just at insert double A team name here game. I mean, that's just kind of how, how it feels there as well. But the next thing they need to do, I saw a picture from the outfield perspective at Arkansas, and yep. they're 60, 70 people deep on flat ground. There's no way the people in the back can see anything. you got to elevate them somehow. At least give them some kind of, of incline so they can possibly see over the person in front of them. And especially when they've got one of those jerks waving flags in front of them. A lot of, of flags out There's there. There's a lot of flags out there. You I can't, can't see see the a soccer game. game. Yeah. yeah. I, I've thought about that. Especially soccer games. I would knock somebody out in front of me. Have you seen some of the, the stuff that like Atlanta United has it? These people are waving flags that are 15 feet tall, so everybody behind them can't see because you want to wave a flag at a game? You're a jerk.
2: I guess. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but the visuals of the flags kind of interspersed. Are, now, now, the guy that's got two flags on the one big tall pole, thats that's something else. That guy's really passionate about waving a flag.
3: At least put it down during game action. When you're doing it the whole time, everybody behind you can't see.
2: Yeah. I feel like the most boring super regional of them all is USF at Texas. I mean, I feel like the outcome in that one is preordained.
4: But we probably felt that way on Friday or on Thursday before we that that started down there in Florida. So, I mean, crazier things have happened. yeah. But Texas is really, really good. It's just not a whole lot of
3: attraction to that one. I mean, there's there's nothing like... I mean, obviously I will be watching Mississippi State and Ole Miss play every game. Uh, I won't miss a pitch, but that one, I'm not going to go check out to see what the South Florida Bulls are doing in Austin. I'll check out Fayetteville. I'll even put it on the game in in Nashville until the Whistler starts going and then I'll realize how much I can't stand him and turn it off but there is nothing about that regional that makes me want
2: to even check it out Stanford at Texas Tech doesn't do a whole lot for me I I love the way Texas Tech plays love the way Tim Tadlock coaches but it's just kind of like eh, okay and then, what are they going to be, like 500 people in Columbia, South Carolina? For Dallas, Baptist, in Virginia? Maybe 1,000? I
3: mean, I'm sure some locals will go check it out just because. I mean, you know, why not go have a beer and watch a high-level baseball game, even though your team's not in it?
2: But they didn't really even show up for the early South Carolina game on Sunday no. in an elimination. No. Um, there's a little and that's a place that used there. to absolutely fill it up. They were passionate about South Carolina baseball. Uh, that's come and gone. Yeah, yeah.
3: A battered group of people in the SEC. I mean, people like to poke fun at Vanderbilt. At least their baseball team's good. South Carolina. What is South Carolina doing right now? That's good.
4: Women's basketball.
3: That's about it. And they packed the place out really for well. that. But, I mean, football team just fired their coach. Frank Martin's team was bad. I know he went to a Final Four recently, but the, the excitement about that is completely gone. And now the baseball team doesn't generate anything
2: either. How about this message from Walton Jackson? And i, I got to be honest, I did not see either of these interviews. He says he thought the contrast between the post-game interviews between Ole Miss and State was funny. He says, Taylor Broadway overcome with emotion and relieved satisfaction compared to Tanner Allen channeling his inner undertaker, putting Notre Dame on notice that they have never experienced what the atmosphere at Duty Noble will be like this weekend. That's funny.
4: Different guys. different. I mean, we saw, you know, when we were just talking about it, you know, the, the difference in the way the teams reacted at the end of the game. I mean, it's just different, you know. Yeah, tell us how you really I feel. I mean, I don't really care that that Ole Miss dog and I think I I am surprised by it because Ole Miss is a program that's you know advanced to the College World Series and it is, has advanced through regionals, you know. But if, if the um, the emotion there of those two games, I understand that there was an outpouring of it. Yeah, I mean, there absolutely was. It's not but like look, state I mean, was sort of business like and, and didn't win if state had won a game like that, I think they, you might have seen a little more emotion.
2: Yeah. And and frankly, the the field in the regional lended itself to more emotion. True. I mean, there, there's there, nobody that expected the outcome to be any different than it was in Starkville for Mississippi State to win the regional in three games and move on to a super regional. So exactly what was expected happened. Yeah. But when you look at Oxford, Florida State in there, Southern Miss, Ole Miss and Southern Miss had not played in the regular season this year, two teams that normally play twice in the regular season. Really good Southern Miss team. Southern Miss had beaten Ole Miss to advance to the winner-take-all game. And it was a game that, I mean, even though Southern Miss never took the lead – Man, they fought and scratched and clawed and swung it and swung it and swung it. And let's not kid ourselves, right? I mean, there's been a lot of heartbreak that has surrounded Ole Miss baseball. Now, there's been a lot of success as well. But but there were people Sunday night, I heard them say, I'm not coming back for that. I'm not watching Tennessee Tech all over again. I'm not watching Southern Miss dogpile on our field. There were a lot of people that felt that way. Now, with that said,
4: Keith Carter got one of them on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that or not. No, I didn't. Somebody tweeted at him, like, this is unacceptable. We're going to watch another team dogpile. Carter sent him back the picture of Ole Miss dogpiling. Well played. Well played.
2: The, um, The nervous energy that had been in that stadium in the past. It was not there on Sunday night. Had a little bit of a lull in the middle innings, but it wasn't one of those nervous... And yesterday, it was a little bit smaller crowd in terms of actual people in the stadium than you had had for the first couple of days of the regional for, for obvious reasons. But it was... It was electric in there yesterday. Electric.
17: Sports Talk Mississippi. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 89. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 73. Wednesday, a 60% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 88. Before your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 89. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
12: This year, we have all worked together to get through one of the toughest times in American history. At Car Care Clinic, we extend our thanks to all the essential workers who helped keep the world turning. Now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel as life is beginning to return to normal. Car Care Clinic continues our commitment to great service you can depend on for brakes, alignments, tune-ups, check engine light diagnostics, tires, and we encourage guests to remain in their vehicles during our 28-point full-service oil changes. Locally owned and operated, Car Care Clinic has been a business you can trust for great service and great results for over 40 years, and we offer a 10% discount for women every Wednesday and military seniors and all first responders every Thursday. Visit any of our convenient locations or, sale. Savings, go to ccjl.com. Car Care Clinic. We want to change your oil, not your schedule.
23: Nobody cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
12: What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth.
8: Hey, there's hair! head again
12: if a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life is it still paint regal select exterior from benjamin moore paint like no other
0: seabrook paints in jackson and ridgeland visit seabrookpaints.com
12: here's uncle
18: Cy.
27: what's your favorite kind of bug
12: oh i don't have a favorite
18: bug me and bugs don't get along the scariest one to me is the big spiders. They had spiders in Vietnam so big that when they made their web, it would stick you, okay, and hold you there, and here comes a giant spider. What do you think about that? Scary, ain't it? If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator.
23: The name to trust for over 65 years at Pest Control is
1: clear. At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all
17: kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard pest Visit HavardPest.com or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309. I'm Kelly Bennett,
11: and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Darius Irving is in custody in connection with the murder of Ocean Springs native Kyle Craig. A second suspect, Montavious Landfair, still hasn't been brought in. Craig had gone to Holmes County to buy a four-wheeler. When the family didn't hear from him, they used the 360 app on their phones to track him down. Tragically, it was family that found his body. He had been shot multiple times. There are some changes in regard to absentee ballots today, according to Secretary of State Michael Watson.
19: They changed the law where they said basically with absentee voting now, as long as you have your ballot postmarked by Election Day and mm-hmm. it's received within five days thereafter, uh, your absentee ballot will be counted. So that was a key piece, and that is in effect today.
11: Polls will remain open until 7 for the municipal general election. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
21: Now existing customers and new customers get our best phone deals existing cspire customers new cspire customers you might be saying existing and new customers that's everybody and we agree that's why we call them the everybody deals so whether you're a new or existing cspire customer get an everybody plan and make our best deals on new phones all yours no bull cspire new and existing customers get our best 5g phone free go to cspire.com for details
1: Welcome to summertime in Mississippi.
11: It's hot out here. It's so hot out here.
9: As we always say, welcome to the state with the purest
1: form of humidity. The hottest talk all summer long. Heats on, baby. Heats on. Super Talk, Mississippi. Available on the Super Talk app and at Supertalk.fm.
26: Exciting news.
23: Brace yourself.
1: More Sports Talk Mississippi. Now.
23: now. Oh, you going to take me home
6: tonight. Oh, down beside that red firelight. Oh, you going to let it all hang out. Fat bottom girls, you make the rockin' world go
21: round.
2: Start this conversation now because I think it stretches longer than just the f- college football fix, which we'll get to at five o'clock. Mike Bianco is going to join us on the Farm Bureau phone line coming up at twenty minutes after five as well. So I, I don't want to shortchange this because this is really, really interesting to me. And I think it will be to you as well. Story from Yahoo Sports, college football related, college football postseason related. The next three weeks offer a critical period in charting what the future of the college football playoff will look like. A pair of CFP meetings are expected to decide a specific recommendation with a final decision, details, and television contract determined later in the fall. It's getting real. Yahoo Sports spoke to more than a dozen stakeholders Monday on every side of the playoff decision. University officials, athletics directors, media executives, and others around college sports. Amid those conversations, a surprise emerged. Surprise! Officials on campuses, in conference offices, and in the television world have expressed an openness toward a 12-team playoff as the most likely result. The story goes on to say that it's unfair to, at this point, say momentum has built toward a 12-team playoff before models have been presented to the commissioners or presidents. The 12-team model has, though, emerged as the favored outcome over the eight-team playoff within the industry. The reason you go to 12, this is a quote, is because you can develop the road of least resistance toward a good result, said a high-ranking college official with knowledge. Give me some initial thoughts before we drill down a little bit. Reading
3: the, the, what the format's very likely going to be. I have actually changed my mind about eight. I think 12 is even more ideal. Uh, and I think I'd stop at 12 because the national champion and the runner-up would have played 17 games. That's a lot of football uh, if they have a conference championship. So the non-Big 12 teams out there. Well, they're playing one again. Never mind. I'm an idiot. So the champion would have 17 games as was the runner-up. That's a lot. You probably
2: don't,
4: don't have that to anymore. You don't have to worry about the Big Twelve champion playing seventeen. Games. They're not going to get that far. Yeah. But th-
2: that, that's but, but, a Luke, lot. of football. It might be sixteen because in a twelve-team format, wouldn't you have to have four teams get a bye? I, I guess what I should
3: say is it's possible to play seventeen. Yes, po- yeah, possible. Right. Um, I, I think this checks every box that college football needs, every single one. We saw we saw the television ratings. Television ratings indicate interest. It tail as old as time. The College Football National Championship had the worst television rating in its history. Awful. Interest is dwindling pretty significantly. And I think the biggest factor of that is access. Biggest factor. And this changes that. Right now in college football, the feeling is that six teams have a chance at actually playing in the playoff, let alone winning a championship. If you go to 12 teams, and the 12 teams would be compiled of five conference champions, this is the most likely scenario, the highest ranked group of five team, and six at-larges regardless of where they come from, it gives so many more college football teams something to play for. The ability to actually play for a championship. Is the end result likely the same? Is Clemson still going to win, and Alabama still going to win, and Ohio State still going to win all the championships? Probably so. However, Ole Miss and Mississippi State right now, I mean, let's be honest, the the chance that they even play in the playoff in its current format is next to nothing. It is very unlikely. But if we go to this format, the 2015 Ole Miss team, for example, makes the college football playoff. Every program, not every program, but the vast majority of the Power Five would then have a chance to play... For a championship.
4: 2014 MSU as well.
3: 2014 Mississippi State makes the playoff if it's this format. And while the end result is likely the same, this will stop the parity problem, at least the perceived parity problem. It gives programs across the country that would never sniff the playoff in its current form meaningful football to play for every year and a chance to actually play for a championship. And that will help significantly help the long-term health of the sport because right now I don't think it's healthy. Right now the six teams and that's it with a chance to win, there's a reason ratings numbers are are plummeting when it comes to college football playoff time. Because it's an exclusive club that nobody else can get in. When you expand the access, you expand the interest, you add more meaningful games that are played in the regular season. And teams like Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Wake Forest and Virginia Tech and Arizona State can actually play for a championship. Because right now they can't.
4: I like that it seems like finally if you are a group of five team that goes undefeated, you will be in the playoff. Yeah, That's going to happen. And I mean, that needs to happen. If you win all of your games, I don't care who you're playing. If you win all of your games, you should have a chance to play for the national title.
2: The so I, I like the, the most likely scenario football. this plays out with with twelve teams is you get six AQs, six automatic qualifiers. So the five champions of the Power Five, ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac twelve, and then the highest ranked group of five team gets in. So that's six, and then you get six at large teams. Yeah. And does having six at large teams open the door? for a Mississippi State or an Ole Miss every single year? No. Not every year, but in the event of the special season, it gives you a chance.
4: So let's look at the 2019, the the last poll, if I can find it here, and and see who would have gotten in. Obviously, the playoff was LSU-Clemson. Uh, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. That, I believe that's correct. So off the top of my head, and I'm having trouble finding the polls in case you can't tell why I'm vamping here. Uh, the final, yeah, it's better than, final, than vaping. That's true. So your, your next, let's just, let's just assume, make some assumptions here. Um, so, so it would be the Georgia week 12 rankings.
2: rankings. It wouldn't be well, the final
4: I'm, rankings. No, I'm looking at the week 15 rankings after the championship games are played. So Georgia, Florida, Oregon. So Oregon was the Pac-Twelve champion. They'd be in. Uh the top group of five was Memphis that year. Twelve and one. They're in. And then just based off rankings, your next, I guess, what would that be? Six or sorry, five it would be Georgia, Florida, Baylor, Alabama, and Auburn. <laughs> it's it's a lot of sec but that's that's who you would have in based off the rankings uh, you know making the, i don't know for sure that's how it would have well, played out
2: la- that's, that's i mean notre would dame be. would have been the representative from the acc last year right
4: i'm looking at 2019 the first like the last real full college football season
2: okay well let's use last season and, and no they wouldn't have been. i guess clemson beat notre dame in the champion so we would have had alabama from the sec yeah clemson from the acc ohio state from the big 10 mhm Iowa State from the Big 12? Didn't Iowa State?
4: Or no, no, no. They lost to no, Oklahoma in the o- conference Oklahoma championship won. game. Oklahoma won the conference championship game.
2: Oklahoma from the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina. Southern Cal from the Pac-12. And no, then Coastal Oregon Carolina.
4: So those Oregon are your six. Won. Oregon won the Pac-12, didn't they? Did they beat? They, they won That's the right. They beat Southern game. Cal. You're, yeah. you're right.
2: You're right. Okay, so Oregon from the Pac-12, Coastal Carolina. That would be the first six. Right. Then you would have Notre Dame.
4: Texas, Texas
2: A&M. A&M Florida.
4: No. Florida at Cincinnati. six. Where,
2: where are you looking? I'm looking at the week 15 college football playoff rankings.
4: you got to look at the week 16 because that's when the, the championships were done. I'm sorry. That's, so that's after Florida. All, all right,
2: so it'd be, it would be Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Texas Mm A&M, Iowa State, Mm -hmm. Florida, Georgia, and Cincinnati.
4: I'm looking at the AP poll. That's my problem. Okay. Yeah. You're right. That's a lot of SEC. But that's going to be the way every year. This is the best conference. They're going to have the best teams. But it opens the door, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, the door's open. Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati play for a national title. How can you how can you be against it? And
3: we've already seen a couple people are kind of missing the point with this because they're right. The BCS did a great job except for one year in picking a champion. The playoff has done a nice job at determining who the best team in the country is, but that's not really what this is about. Do they need to expand to determine the champion better? No. But do they need to help the sport as a whole?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what the other cool thing would be? If the top four seeds get the, get a buy, then the five seed and the 12 seed, I mean, 12 seeds got a chance at winning that game.
7: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. An accident has been reported on I-20 westbound past Terry Road, north exit 43B. The right lane is blocked. Expect delays when driving through that area. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
20: This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman-Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman-Taylor today for all your
11: transmission needs.
1: Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. Family. As a father daughter team, doctors Michael Carter and Catherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to CarterSledgeDental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family.
15: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey.
9: all the folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning 6 to 9 gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi 97.3
1: more sports talk mississippi now now
2: North South Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. You're going to be part of the conversation. Ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. Couple of messages. I remember when number one and number two played for a national championship and bowl games meant more. Fun times. Yeah, I mean, this would, you know, depending on what you did with the bowls, you know, do you use the bowl games for a bunch of these playoff venues? make the bowl games mean a lot? You
3: very likely would do that with the partners yeah. and all that for sure. And Exactly.
2: And, but but what does it change? And, right, what does it change for Kentucky? What does it change for Arkansas? What does it a change for and, Ole Miss and Mississippi a, State in a non-elite season?
4: Yeah, 7 and 5 going to Music City Bowl means the exact same today. Uh, under this scenario, that it meant last year and the year before. Just as simple as that.
3: And didn't Ohio State in 14, w- weren't they not the one or the two?
4: They were the four, yeah. They were the
3: four. Yeah. So already the playoff, at least once, came from a not number one versus number two. Yeah. I mean, and again, I think a lot of people are completely missing the point of why this is a good idea. It's not – this isn't the best way to determine the champion in college football because, like we talk about all the time, six teams can win it this year. Maybe. Maybe. So you don't need 12 teams to determine the champion. What you need – and what people like Barrett Salee, who I I really like, can't wrap his head around, the the concept of ruining the regular season. The regular season already –
2: Stop with the ruining the regular season. Not you – Right. Barrett Salee and Greg McElroy are like the lead beaters of that drum, and it is nauseating.
3: Because they're hyper-focused in the one place in America where the regular season is still pretty awesome, and that's in the SEC. And that's great for us. I mean, we, we love it. It's awesome. The SEC is always playing meaningful football. It just means more. But for the overall health of college football, the rest of the country is not playing meaningful football every week. Their regular season stink. The Pac-12 regular season is utterly meaningless. Last year, the Big 12's regular season was meaningless after October 3rd. It doesn't matter, because they got nothing to play for. For the long-term health of college football, more access breeds more interest, breeds more meaningful games with more stuff on the line. Serious question. What did Ole Miss and Mississippi State play for at any point last season? Really, what did they actually play for? On day one, what was Ole Miss and Mississippi State playing for?
4: Well, you know, after after the first two games, nothing. But, but that's well, the they, thing. I mean, because State goes to LSU on day one and wins, there's something like, oh, my God, is Mike Leach's offense going to be a miracle worker? It ended up not being the case.
3: But it's not anything postseason related. Not really. It's
6: standing well, It could, in a it could have
4: been, but then the next week they lose to Arkansas, and you're like, okay, never mind. State, state had six days of thinking they could be a factor. But programs like the ones in this state,
3: in an expanded playoff have a chance to actually play for one. And I promise you even if they go one and done, the 2015 Ole Miss team, the 2014 Mississippi State team, going to a playoff and competing for a championship would do more for those programs than any Sugar Bowl ever could. Or any
2: Orange Bowl ever could.
4: And you'd still go to the Sugar Bowl. The yeah. Sugar Bowl would still be a part of this.
2: You'd still get to go to New Orleans and party. Yeah. By the way, we, we were off on the Coastal Carolina thing a minute ago. Okay. Here, these would have been the 12 teams last year. Automatic qualifiers, Alabama from the SEC, Clemson from the ACC, Ohio State from the Big Ten, Oklahoma from the Big 12, Oregon from the Pac-12, and Cincinnati representing the group of five. And then your next six... Would have been Notre Dame, Texas A and
4: M, Iowa State, Florida, Georgia, and Indiana. Wow right, so we got to we got to tweak that a little bit. Coastal Carolina at eleven or zero deserved to be in. Yeah, but that's tweakable. And, I don't know if that's a word or not. But
3: and this makes the selection of those teams at least more important. I, I mean, do you? I, but, I can't help but wonder if the
2: committee kind of mails it in after four. Yeah, and here's the other thing though, right? I mean, so weird last year. 10 and Obama, 10 and o Notre Dame, 9 and 1, 5 and 0 Ohio State, 7 and 1 A&M, 6 and 1 Indiana. I mean, you know, it would have been weird.
4: Right, that's why I went to 19. I wanted to see full full records.
2: What happens when you go back to 2014? I ah, we'll have to find the final rankings from 2014 and 2015. Good
4: thing it's the college football fix in the next segment.
2: We will continue the conversation. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. You want to be part of the conversation? You can on the C Spire text line, college football fix. Coming your way next, we're going to push Mike Bianco back to 537, so we've got plenty of time to flesh this out. We'll be right back.
1: Supertalk Mississippi, powered Super by your tree professionals. Mississippi. at the release tree fm
15: I'm Rich Denison. A Senate investigation found intelligence gathered about potential violence at the U.S. Capitol Building during the Electoral College certification on January 6th was not shared and in some cases was downplayed or not viewed as credible.
0: Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the Senate findings renew his belief in independent commission modeled after a post-9-11 panel is needed. Senate Republicans
15: blocked legislation to create an additional commission. Fox's Jared Halpern on Capitol Hill. A new report. Report from the labor department shows the number of job openings last month was higher
24: than expected. More than 9.2 million jobs available in the last week of April, there were 6.1 million people hired. Most of the hiring was in food services, accommodations which includes hotels as well as manufacturing.
15: Fox's Jenny Casola, America's listening to Fox News.
12: This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse.
24: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland.
11: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Following the Mississippi Supreme Court's ruling against Initiative 65, a Senate hearing was held last week to discuss medical marijuana. Senator Bryce Wiggins said they discovered that maybe they should be looking in a different direction.
14: It was testified to that every state that has gone through a valid initiative with medical marijuana ended up going to recreational.
11: He said supporters testified that medical marijuana was pushed because they felt it had a better chance of passing.
14: And so the big takeaway was, well, why are we going to go through all of this if it's just going to end up recreational?
11: Election workers will be wearing masks for today's municipal general election, according to Secretary of State Michael Watson.
19: Uh, again, we want to make sure that there are no excuses not to go vote, right, so we want to be careful with that.
11: Polls close at 7 this evening, but if you're in line at 7, you're still entitled to cast a ballot. I'm Kelly Bennett.
26: If you need a contractor to help rebuild your home after a disaster, don't get scammed. Go licensed. Be skeptical about door-to-door offers of repair services. Ask friends and family for recommendations of contractors that they've used. Get at least three bids and never pay in cash. Don't make a bad situation worse. Protect yourself and your family after disaster strikes. Go licensed. For more information, visit our website at www.msboc.us.
8: If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, amazing propane is for you a propane tankless water heater a propane generator a
1: propane gas grill and oven propane fireplaces even lighting propane such a versatile clean cost-effective source of energy for any home propane clean american energy visit mspropane.com to learn more
11: Douglas Carswell, president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, is among those advocating for a tweak to the initiative process should lawmakers act to
16: reinstate it. Good policy comes about when you make changes, but if they don't work out, you can change them again. So we need a system of initiative that amends state law, not just the Constitution.
11: The current system only allows for initiatives to result in constitutional amendments. Starkville is hoping to get on the map as a sports and tourism destination and a future sports tournament facility could make it happen, the mayor explains. It's about uh, $23 million, and we anticipate that we will get a return on that investment From people wanting to come here to play baseball, softball tournaments. They're going to be able to be using them for little soccer league kind of events. There will be 12 ball fields when the project is complete. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Confidence,
0: peace of mind, a way forward. During tough
17: times, these are the things we all want.
9: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
17: It's time to get
1: real. Real sports talk for Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
16: All
2: right, 2014 season. That was the year that you had Mississippi State ranked number one for a long time. And that was the crazy year where Baylor and TCU were co-champions in the Big 12. So if the Big 12 had been required to name a champion, who would it have been?
4: I think I think. TCU beat Baylor. It's, it's whoever won that game. I'm pretty sure TCU beat Baylor. I'm not 100% on that. But.
2: All right, so let's go with TCU. And then Boise was the highest-ranked non-Power 5 team. So in the 2014 season, you would have had, shockingly, Alabama representing the SEC. Mm-hmm. You would have had Oregon from the Pac-12, Florida State from the ACC, mm-hmm. the Ohio State, paying. Ohio State from the Big Ten, mm-hmm. TCU from the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. Boise State would have been the highest-ranked non-power five team, yep. and so now you're going next six. Baylor, Mississippi State, Michigan State, Ole Miss, Arizona, Kansas State. Sign me up. I, I, I mean, mean, who who's not taking that right
3: now? Kansas State playing for a national championship that Matt, that's a big deal, and the the end result would likely be the same. Of course, it would, but Kansas State would have played meaningful football. For an entire season, and when is the last time they've done that?
4: And
2: the, now, look now, at the here's what's crazy, though. All right, so you got Mississippi State and Ole Miss in 2014, and everybody remembers how Ole Miss, how the 2014 season ended, right? I mean, mm-hmm. with the all the disappointment, getting blown out by by TCU in the bowl game. That was the year that they lost LaQuan Treadwell, et cetera. Right, who were the losses to that year? They were the, the Borky we talked about. That was wasn't it Arkansas, Auburn, and LSU?
4: Yes, that's correct. Yes,
2: but those were the three losses, and then they lost in the bowl game to TCU. So they weren't. The, it feels like 2015 was a better team before the injuries. 2014 was pro, before the Laquan Treadwell injury. 2014 was probably a better Ole Miss team because they were so good defensively. And then Bo Wallace didn't play in the Arkansas game.
3: That that was when Hugh Freeze learned uh, I got to go find a new
2: quarterback because these two guys aren't going to cut it.
4: He he played early in that game, but he got hurt.
2: Yeah. Point being, you think about 2015, where Ole Miss won the Sugar Bowl. There's so many great memories from that season. Ole Miss would not have been part of the playoff in 2015. Yeah, they would have been one spot out because in the final college football playoff poll. In 2015, Ole Miss was ranked 12th. You had Alabama, Stanford, Michigan State, Clemson, Oklahoma, Houston, and then listen to your next six. Iowa, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Florida State, North Carolina, TCU. I, I do wonder if...
4: That's interesting. I You wouldn't have thought that.
3: If the committee was selecting playoff spots as opposed to just ranking teams, they I wonder if they wouldn't have given the benefit of the doubt for a playoff spot to a team that beat Alabama as opposed to North Carolina or TCU. With, I, I, It makes that pick a little bit different, right? When well, you're talking about playoff spot but, versus just ranking teams for the heck of it. Ne-
6: never mind
4: that. Now that Egg Bowl, which Ole Miss won, which we you know we knew going into that Egg Bowl, the winner was going to go to the Sugar Bowl. A great accomplishment. Now that's for a playoff spot, probably. Yes, or, or at least it's close to it. Imagine an Egg Bowl where the winning team gets to
3: go to the playoff, regardless of yeah. how many teams make the and playoff.
4: Looking back at, at uh at twenty fourteen, right? You said I think the last team was Kansas State, right? Well, they were nine and three. So was Georgia Tech, Georgia, UCLA, Arizona State, Missouri was ten and three. Clemson was nine and three. Wisconsin was nine and three, or Wisconsin was ten and three. Look, look at the competition for that last spot. You talk about every game matters. Every game matters. Oh, but but, but you're the diluting game. the regular season. Of the, those, teams.
3: shut up. <laughs> this only I mean, makes the regular season matter reality,
4: more. I mean. Our Ole Miss and Arizona were three loss teams. You had, you know, your playoff teams were all undefeated or had one loss. Baylor and TCU had a loss. State and Michigan State had two losses, and then everybody else in the conversation has three losses. And you're looking, you're looking at their regular season like, who did they play? I need to break everything down. So that, the regular season becomes amplified, if anything. With this, and, and with I this honestly,
2: scenario. I mean, so so to to punch a hole in the argument of. By the way, this is the college football fix. we just have been doing an extended version today. It's brought to you by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built for Tough. Great SUVs like the Explorer and the Expedition. Not to mention the 2021 newly redesigned F-150 Smart Tough built to get the job done. Test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. So, to poke another hole in the argument of the res- regular season doesn't matter if you expand. It makes the regular season matter more and you're not automatically eliminated because you have one loss.
16: Which it means gives you you'd a be little bit of margin for tougher. error.
3: Ooh. I mean why not? I mean, credit to Alabama and Clemson, they're willing to do it already. At Georgia also. But, I mean, we often talk about how, just throwing an example out there, Ohio State would never do a home-and-home with Ole Miss because they could lose and they don't gain anything from winning. Well, I mean, I wonder if they wouldn't be more willing to schedule non-conference games, multiple of them, against
4: Power 5 teams. Because you either win and you're like, wow, our resume is rock solid, or you lose and you're like, well, it doesn't matter. We can still, as long as we win the conference, we're fine. We're good. As long as we, yeah, you know, we can lose All another right. game and we'll still be okay.
2: We, we get a message, c Spire text line, uh, it'll be different when they're giving playoff spots. It'll be more political in nature, and that's not a good thing. Objective measurement based on game performance only. I mean, look, come on. There's going to be a human element. Somebody's got to make these picks. And then he says all conference champions deserve to be in. Then at large after that, CUSA champion has to have a seat at the table. No, no, no. no I'm sorry, no. And, and and this is not it's not talking down at all. The highest ranked group of five champion deserves to be in. I, I am 100 percent on board with that.
4: And if there's but another one saying
2: fine. that the champion of the MAC and Conference USA and the Mountain West and the
4: you got more than twelve, don't you? There's got to be more than twelve conferences total. Well, you
2: got Power Belt, five
20: group A- of five.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm saying though, if you're saying every group of five, I mean, there's more than five, aren't there? I know it says group of five, but aren't there more than five? The WAC, the Mountain West, the AAC, Conference USA, the Sun Belt. Is that it? Am I missing one? In the Big East, the conference still? I don't know.
2: The Big East is not in football, are they? Okay,
4: uh, maybe it is five. Maybe I'm just a, a dummy for overthinking that. But it just feels like well, I don't know. But no, the Sun. No, you can't have all five conference. The champions MAC, in the, group the, the Mac. Sun
2: Belt, Conference USA, Mac. the American, the WAC, the Mountain West. I mean, that's six.
4: Yeah, that's six. Yeah. So yeah, what are we talking? No,
2: no. Um,
3: for whatever it's worth, but, but, the 2019 MAC champion lost to Iowa by 24 points. Not a good Iowa team either. Yeah, no.
4: Yeah. Top rated group of five, absolutely. If there's another group of five in the next 12,
2: sure. That's the thing. That's the thing. Not only do you get the automatic bid for the top group of five team, you don't have to be number one beyond that or number four to do it. You've just got to be in that next six. Yeah.
4: Go ten and two, go eleven and one, and f- find a Power Five team to beat. And you're or, in.
2: or how about this? Have a year where Boise State goes undefeated, and they're the highest ranked group of five, and Central Michigan goes undefeated. And maybe they're ninth in the country or eleventh in the country, and based on how the conference champions fall out, that's good enough to get in.
4: I want to go back to last. To 2019, to see. Okay. To see how, if there would have been another group of five. So the group of five, what we said was Memphis. So now it wouldn't have been. Memphis was 17th. But still, I mean.
3: There's a chance, an and actual again, chance.
4: That group of five, Memphis was 12 and 1. Boise State was 12 and 1. Appalachian State was 12 and 1. What does that game, what do those games mean?
2: We get one that says, by golly, no independence, though. You're not in a
4: conference? Oh, well. R-T-R. Yeah, I agree with that. You, you tell Notre Dame it's time. You're going to have to get on. Get in the ACC.
3: I'm cool yeah. with the service academy staying independent if they'd like, though. They get the exception. You know, serving the country, sacrificing for our freedoms, all that good
2: stuff. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Streaming at supertalk.fm. we got a bunch of messages coming in about this. It's just such a fascinating topic. And I think it's great for college football. I've, ne- I've never really thought about it from a 12-team standpoint. I love it, though. Love it.
7: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. An accident has been reported on I-20 westbound past Terry Road, north exit 43B. The right lane is blocked. Expect delays when driving through that area. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium
9: batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or online at bennelson.com.
6: As the calendar has flipped to June, your Mississippi Braves start a 12-game homestand June 15th at Trustmark Park. The first place Birmingham Barons are first up June 15th through 20th with Park in the Park and First Responders Day on Tuesday and Wednesday. Then on Thursday, June 17th, it's Mississippi State Night with Thirsty Thursday $2 beers and sodas plus $5 tickets when you wear your Bulldogs gear to the box office window. Early arriving fans on Friday, June 18th will get a beach towel presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi featuring a panoramic photo of Trustmark Park. Saturday, June 19th is Parrothead Night with a post-game Jimmy Buffett-themed fireworks show. Then on Sunday, it's Family Fun Day. On June 20th, with special pre-game Father's Day catch on the field. Plus, as always, the post-game kids run the bases. Join the M-Braves this season with a flex plan or plan your group outing. For tickets and a full list of promotions, visit MississippiBraves.com
23: or call 888-BRAVES-4. Mississippi Braves baseball. Let's play. Summer's here. Are you ready for a vacation? How about a vacation from your car payment? 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade; we'll give you a top dollar for it. So, if you're ready for a vacation, then get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi for new payments for the entire summer. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896 9600 today, or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4 stock number 1795 at 1999 down 3.9 percent for 84 months. You deal for details with approved
17: credit No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo
1: tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. You're number one for Sports Talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports Talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Sports Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. Um, so the person that said you got to give the Conference USA champion a seat at the table, and, and we disagreed with that, he said then split them off and have their own champion then. Football is the only sport where conference champions don't play for a title. And goes on to say it's easy to say. You act like it's easy for a group of five teams to schedule a power five team. That's well, not easy, and I, I'm not being flippant when I, I say this. But we're talking about the playoff to win a national championship, and generally speaking, the champions of the five or six group of five leagues are not in a spot where they can legitimately win a national championship. But, 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 please hear me out on this. I I adamantly would argue for the group of five to have representation. Because I don't think in a given year, the champion of Conference USA and the champion of the AAC and the champion of the WAC and the champion of the Mountain West and the champion of the MAC all have the ability to potentially win a game in a playoff. But I think the best of those five or six champions, especially in a scenario where the top four teams get buys, and so whoever the number 12 team is is going to play the number five team, not necessarily the number one team, I do think that in that scenario, you got a shot to see an upset. Maybe not every year, maybe not every three years, but one out of every five, one out of every six years? Is that crazy, guys, to think that if a Boise State was seeded 11th or 12th, they could win a game against the five or the sixth seed?
3: Georgia showed us, or excuse me, Cincinnati showed us that this year against Georgia. Now, they lost the game, but they choked it away. If Luke Fickle just Burns' clock, well, instead of pointing away, they win, and they showed that they can absolutely compete in that environment. Yeah.
4: Houston beat Florida State just a few years ago in the Peach Bowl. Central Florida beat Auburn. Yeah. the group of By five the way, it's
2: five here. conferences. The group of five is five conferences. The American Conference USA, the MAC, the Mountain West, and the Sunbelt. It's those five. All right, so an example right now. Louisiana Lafayette. We've seen them win at Iowa State. We've seen them win at where was the other place? Didn't they two years in a row didn't they win a game against a um Power Five team? Maybe it was just last year.
4: But they've been competitive.
2: They stay healthy, they go undefeated. And let's say they're playing I mean, good grief. Iowa State would have been in the playoff last year. Let's say they get matched up with Iowa State in the first round of the playoff? I've already seen it can happen. Somebody says put all the group of five teams in one conference, split them into divisions and then have a conference a conference championship winner in a playoff. Dave says the way you put it the rich get richer, that's just wrong. But but is it wrong? I mean it's
3: it's what it's what we got. But but how does this concept make have the rich get richer? I mean, unless you want to implicate that Kansas State is among the rich in college football, I guess you could do that, comparing them to that of a Southern Miss, I suppose. But Kansas State isn't the rich in college football. But based on
2: recent history, Kansas State would have made the playoff. They're not and to rich. me. That's the beauty of it. It's it, it's a one off thing. Now, again, Kansas State, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Kentucky. Arkansas, if they get it moving in the right direction. Missouri. Uh, I mean, Kansas in years gone by. I mean, Kansas was not as bad. I mean, Kansas played an Orange Bowl a decade ago. Colorado. Arizona State. Are those teams on a year-in, year-out basis likely to make the playoff? No. No. But it gives them a better chance than they've got right now. And when you have a a once-in-a-decade special team, it gives you entry. And it gives you a chance. Dave says if they can play for basketball and baseball, they can play for football. But, I mean, Dave, surely you look at the, the sports and see that there's a difference. And, and, and this is not like me trying to keep Conference USA or the American or the Mountain West down. The rosters are just constructed differently. Football is different. It just is. And it's not just different between Group of Five and Power Five. It's different within the Power Five. Right? I mean, as we stand right now, what would you say earlier, Borky? Six teams that legitimately can win a national championship this year? Yeah. Maybe I, eight?
4: hates pushing it. He hates pushing
3: it. I mean, who is it? Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma. Um, Maybe Notre Dame. Maybe Notre Dame. Uh, Oregon, possibly. Really talented roster coming back. They could run the table, but they have to run the table to get there. People think Iowa State's going to be pretty good, but they've got to run the table themselves. I'm at nine, and two of which literally have to win every game they play or else they're out.
2: Dave says, but if they have a seat at the table year in, year out, they close the gap. Well, no. Are are teams closing the gap with those four or five teams that we just mentioned? This is a scenario that gives everybody the opportunity to have a chance. Whereas right now you got 8 teams nationally playing for 4 spots.
3: And nobody else can come close. That's that's the biggest sticking point here. Nobody else can come close. And if you're I mean the 2019 Conference USA champion, by the way, was Lane Kiffin's Florida Atlantic Owls. They played two ranked teams. Ohio State, UCF
2: got smoked by both of them. Yeah. Somebody says, honestly, how many teams seeded five and beyond are going to win from Graham? Well, probably not many. I mean, maybe you, get a, maybe you get an Ohio State 2014, where they kind of get healthy and they get lighted up in a bottle later were the fourth seed that year. But the buy, maybe you get that.
3: But the buy component. You, you you have playoff games. The first round of playoff games will not feature Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma and Alabama. So not only can you make the playoff, you can win, but th- this isn't so much about the best way again. This isn't the, the the best way to determine the champion. It's the best way to make the sport healthy again and competitive. Nationwide, because and it's to not enhance that way interest. Right now. Yes, yeah.
2: to to make the entire country interested, invested, and involved in college football's postseason. Get a message on the ceasefire text line. It says appreciate the coverage of Southern Miss baseball this year. Look forward to next year. Thanks, guys. And it was our pleasure. And do football too. Yeah. I uh, I don't think I shared this on the air. Sunday night after uh, Southern Miss beat Ole Miss to to force the winner-take-all game on Sunday, or on Monday, hung out in the stadium for a little while. Scott Berry finished up his radio interview. And I walked down to the dugout. I said, hey. He turned around. And he looked at me. I said, man, I sure do wish I didn't like you so dang much. <laughs> he just started laughing. I have... Literally, never come across a person, have never come across a person that had a single bad thing to say about Scott Berry. He is one of, never mind how good of a baseball coach he is. He's an outstanding baseball coach. And I said earlier, his team just completely takes on his personality. The way they grind it out they play the game the right way. And on top of being a great baseball coach, he's one of the best human beings I know. And I'm thankful to call Scott Berry a friend. And as happy as I was for Ole Miss to win that regional and get to a super regional and try to continue their season, I was genuinely crushed for Scott Berry. That team played so hard. And good grief. Wouldn't you have loved to have seen just one of those games a week ago Saturday go differently with Southern Miss hosting in Hattiesburg? I don't know that the regional outcome would have been different. Might have been. Just a super guy. And that is a really, really good baseball team. It's going to be good again next year, by the way. Got a lot of young talent. As long as long Mike Bianco there. joins us next on the Farm Bureau phone line
17: from the seabrookpaint.com weather center i'm bob sullender for all your paint and coating needs go to seabrookpaint.com today a 60 percent chance of rain partly sunny high near 89 tonight mostly cloudy low around 73 wednesday a 60 percent chance of rain partly sunny high near 88 before your thursday a 30 percent chance of showers partly sunny high near 89
20: This year, we have all worked together to get through one of the toughest times in American history. At Car Care Clinic, we extend our thanks to all the essential workers who helped keep the world turning. Now we can see the light at the end of the tunnel as life is beginning to return to normal. Car Care Clinic continues our commitment to great service you can depend on for brakes, alignments, tune-ups, check engine light diagnostics, tires, and we encourage guests to remain in their vehicles during our 28-point full-service oil changes. Locally owned and operated, Car Car Care Clinic has been a business you can trust for great service and great results for over 44 years. And we offer a 10% discount for women every Wednesday and military, seniors, and all first responders every Thursday. Visit any of our convenient locations or for savings, go to cccjl.com. Car Care Clinic. We want to change your oil, not your schedule. Nobody
16: cares like the Car Care Clinic for your automobile.
20: I'm Laurie McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with your construction site. We have many different options such as portable toilets, handicap units, hand washers, eye washers, and also roll-off dumpsters. When you gotta go, please call Gotta Go, 601-879-3969.
11: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Following the Mississippi Supreme Court's ruling against Initiative 65, a Senate hearing was held last week to discuss medical marijuana. Senator Bryce Wiggins said they discovered that maybe they should be looking in a different direction.
14: It was testified to that every state that has gone through a valid initiative with medical marijuana ended up going to recreational.
11: He said supporters testified that medical marijuana was pushed because they felt it had a better chance of passing.
14: And so the big takeaway was, well, why are we going to go through all of this if it's just going to end up recreational?
11: Election workers will be wearing masks for today's municipal general election, according to Secretary of State Michael Watson. Uh,
19: again, we want to make sure that there are no excuses not to go vote, right, so we want to be careful with that.
11: Polls close at 7 this evening, but if you're in line at 7, you're still entitled to cast a ballot. I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: Welcome to summertime in Mississippi. It's
11: hot out here. It's so hot out there.
9: As we always say, welcome to the state with the purest form of
1: humidity. The hottest talk all summer long. Heat's on, baby. Heat's on. Super Talk Mississippi. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. This is a place for crazy people. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk
2: Mississippi. In the middle of a pretty busy week, Mike Bianco, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us this afternoon on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team Mississippi Farm Bureau Ole Miss wins against Southern Miss yesterday in a winner-take-all. Game 7 of the Oxford Regional to advance to a Super Regional. They will be in Tucson, Arizona to take on the Arizona Wildcats starting on Friday night. First of all, Coach, congratulations. What a weekend in Oxford.
13: Thanks Richard. Yeah, it was uh it was quite a weekend and uh it felt like a week. Uh I don't know about you. Uh, I know it only ended up being about four days, but uh it certainly felt like a week, maybe even ten days. But uh uh all's well that ends well. So it was good. Just proud of our guys and just uh what a neat, neat atmosphere uh at Swayze Field this weekend.
2: Hearing your post game interview with uh, with Hindu and, and DK after the the game yesterday, I thought you were a little reflective when, when it came to kind of what this team's been through, but also on Scott Barry and Southern Miss and just kind of the way they approach the
13: game. Yeah, you know, Scott Scott does such a wonderful job down there, and uh, and and I don't know if it came across right at the at the moment, you know, but. You know, basically, what I was trying to say was, you know, we we all have great fan bases, and I don't know if we realize how good the other teams are. You know, but you know, when when you look at our you know our state and you know just under three million people, we don't have a lot of you know we're not. You know, very populated, and and to have three teams that you know should have hosted, you know, all three should have hosted a regional. Uh, all three played in a regional final, uh, and two are moving on to you know uh, super regionals. Uh, man, we're 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 really fortunate. I think people that appreciate baseball are really fortunate in this state.
2: When you take a minute, and I don't know if you've done this yet, I don't know if you've allowed yourself the time, but but if you reflect on the last four days in Oxford, what, what's going to stand out in your mind from, from the Oxford Regional?
13: Well, you know, yeah, I haven't gone there yet and I think it's it's still probably too close for me. I mean, like you said, it's been a crazy busy day trying to figure out, uh, we just found out, you know, less than an hour ago, you know, what time our flight is and, you know, tomorrow afternoon. So, you know, we've, we've kind of been trying to figure all those things out today. So I haven't really thought about it. Just again, happy for my guys. I mean, I think it's probably going to, land somewhere where it's been all year where uh, when I look at this team and look at what they've all gone through. Uh, and you know of, of late you know there's been much you know said about the injuries and all the key components to what you would assume would make up a successful team that you know we lost or lost for a portion of the season uh, you know of course you know the Elko stories and the, the, the Casey stories and all those different things you know heck we haven't even mentioned COVID <laughs> I mean we haven't talked hmm. about COVID in, in six months and you know and that was the biggest obstacle in just starting the season so uh, it's been one of those seasons that's just been filled with a ton of adversity, but time and time again, this team seems to always, you know, you know, we'll find a
21: way through it.
2: I can think of no reason to start talking about COVID now either. Let's just leave that in the uh, in the rearview mirror. I, I want to ask you. you about one guy, but it's probably not who you think I will ask about. Tyler Myers. O- over the last couple of weeks, I-, I know he pitched in the loss on Sunday, but but I thought he kind of gave you a chance, and that was on the heels of pitching so well against Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament his story is pretty remarkable coming back from the Tommy John surgery and kind of building to this point throughout the course of the year
13: no you're right and 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 people say well he's pitched well of late people forgot that you know we started the year he was he was like one year you know post-op and and really that's like the minimum to really start competing. And, uh, most guys aren't just you know, aren't the same or, you know, I, I think, you know, where they're going to be or at their peak to at least 18 months plus out of that surgery. I think that's, you know, probably the average. And so even though he's healthy and he's able to sustain the pitches and all of that, uh, man, you know it's it's a tough surgery to come back from in a short period of time, and and that might be the reason that he's been so you know so dominant. You know, you're right; he was awesome against you know Vanderbilt in the SEC tournament when we really you know needed somebody to give us some length. And you, know, you can't ask you know for you couldn't ask more from a Doug Nickajee or Gunnar Hoagland than the, the outing he pitched against a very good bandy team. And then, like you said, you know on the uh, on Sunday night, you know when you know the game it was looking like it was going to get out of hand. Not only did he give us a chance, but he saved the bullpen, and you know, uh, allowed us to have a, a Jack Doherty and some other guys that were available for for the championship game.
2: In terms of baseball days, and you've been a baseball guy for a really long time. Can you think of one that is better than yesterday, where your team wins a regional, and then you go home? And maybe you kick your feet up a little bit, and you get to watch your son play, and LSU have that dramatic win, and Drew factor in in such a big way.
13: It was a it was a good day to be a Bianco yesterday. Uh, I, <laughs> I I'll tell you that, and and. Uh, uh, there hasn't been a lot of good days, and I'm not just talking about you know when when we played Louisville and Ben, or or, or when we played LSU and, and, and Drew. Because obviously, uh, you know somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose, and that's just part of the game. Uh, but the truth is, you know, the, I, I can't remember a day where uh, hey, you know, we had a great weekend, you guys had a great weekend, or we both had you know they beat Florida and we beat you know whoever Tennessee. Like I, uh, you know that that was that was pretty special. And then you're here it's at the end when it's elimination and you know, hey, we got to both have a chance to extend our season and get to a super regional, uh, and be one of the final 16 teams remaining, or we both have a chance to lose today and the season be over for both of us. And so just really cool. And to be honest with you, Richard, I don't get to see either of them play very much because, you know, even though their games are on the internet, you know, a lot of times we're playing at the same time. So, uh, you know, to be able to <laughs> the timing to be right, right. We're, we were supposed to play at six, but you know, we, we move it up because of rain. Uh, we get done even with that long day and i'm able to come home you know eat dinner uh get a glass of wine and sit down and relax and watch him And you know of course he was terrific
2: yeah yeah it was a really good story you get to this point super regionals you know everybody's good everybody's really really good at this point where are you in terms of scouting arizona and kind of looking at their strengths
13: i haven't looked at any film yet you know, they're kind of compiling that today, uh, and we we got time for that. But just you're know, looking over their stats and looking at the year that they had, you know, Pac-12 champion, uh, but the thing that really makes them go is just a, a really – good offense, and on an offense that usually you look and they say, oh, God, they hit a lot of home runs, or hey, they steal a lot of bases and bunt and do this. This team doesn't steal bases, you know, uh, they don't, they don't, you know, they hit a few, they got like 65 or so home runs, it's, you know, in today's day, that's, it's not, you know, uh, it's it's pretty average, you know, for, for a yeah. good offense, so, uh, but, uh, this team hits three three twenty seven as a team. This team, they just hit. I mean, they just get a ton of hits. They got like I think close to one hundred thirty doubles, something like that, and uh, which I think leads the country. So they they're the, the number one offense in the country, and so uh, you know we're going to have our hands full, you know, uh, you know, on the other side of the field, on the mound, and defensively. So they're pitching, uh, I think, is solid. Uh, I think their defense is, 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 average, but I think the thing that makes this team win. And so, you know, you know, get to the point where you said everybody's good. You know, how did they get, be the fifth nationals eat is because of that dynamic offense.
2: I don't know if you're ready to say this is what you're going to do from a pitching standpoint, but I am curious when you think you'll get to the point where you know what you're going to do, given the fact that Doug threw twice and Taylor Broadway threw three times on, on the weekend. And, you know, it was kind of a, a lot of high leverage stuff.
13: Yeah. Um yeah we 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 worked out today the guys got in the weight room and did a lot of you know what they call a recovery workout which is you know a lot of dynamic stuff moving around stretching uh just to get rid of some of that you know lactic acid that makes you sore and stiff and, and those types of stuff guys felt all right today but you know stiff and sore like you would expect uh we won't make the decision you know, probably until you know uh you know probably Thursday at some point cuz we don't have to uh but uh you know we'll we'll just leave it at that I I think you know to you know start you know walking around it or talking around it doesn't make a lot of sense so we'll wait we'll wait to watch the film uh we'll wait to see how guys have recovered from from the weekend and and then put a plan together
2: no, know a lot of people are really excited about this. We wish you the best and uh, look forward to the weekend. It's going to be another great baseball weekend for the state of Mississippi and certainly for Ole Miss. Thanks for your time today, Mike. Thanks, Richard. It's Mike Bianco, head baseball coach at Ole Miss, joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. And I don't think, guys, that that was a non-answer on the pitching. I think that was a very legitimate, one, we've got time, and two, we just got to see how everybody feels.
3: Yeah, an interesting dilemma. I think I don't know if it's a dilemma or not for for both Ole Miss and Mississippi State. More so for Ole Miss because while while Diamond ha- has been better the last couple of starts, and you know Tyler Myers really has flashed the last couple of weeks some potential. Y- you got one guy, right? Your guy. Mississippi State has two. They feel really good about, so their decision's a little less difficult. But for Ole Miss, Friday or Saturday. I've had some people suggest you should hold him to Sunday if you win Friday, and that does not – I cannot wrap my mind around thinking that that's the best strategy. But Friday or Saturday for Nikhazy, that's something that I'm fascinated to see how they decide moving forward. And for Mississippi State, do they keep it
2: Bednar McLeod, or they go back to normal? Hey, Dad, it's Bednar McLeod, isn't it?
4: I think so. I think so.
2: Mississippi State got some exciting – football recruiting news last night. We will wrap things up with that when we come back with you. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
7: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. An accident has been reported on I-20 westbound past Terry Road, north exit 43B. The right lane is blocked. Expect delays when driving through that area. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
18: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, a farmer's market is open full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
12: Callaway's is. Callaway's is.
0: Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com. Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company.
16: Learn more at Pilium.com.
8: Harry's back. Can I get your attention? I like when you spot. Time to play. Harry Connick Jr. and his band. It was great fun. Performing songs from across his career. Harry Connick Jr. Saturday, August 28th. Brandon Amphitheater. Reserved seats on sale Friday at noon at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss this very special engagement with Harry Connick Jr. and his seven-piece band. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment.
20: To good things with me, Rebecca Turner, it's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Sports
1: Talk. Sports Talk Mississippi. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
21: Mississippi with you one
3: last time on this Tuesday afternoon.
2: Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad. There are always jokes about Mary Flipmus in the state of Mississippi. Usually those jokes are in the direction of the old Miss Football team, but a little exciting Flipmus action in uh in Starkville yesterday, yeah. Mr. Haydad.
4: Yeah, an early one too, and an unexpected one as well. Lucas Taylor, uh, who was committed to LSU, has flipped his commitment and is committed to Mississippi State now. Uh, big offensive lineman, six three and three over three bills out of uh, Mobile, Alabama, uh, decided to visit yesterday and uh, got a got a sister up here playing softball and just decided this was where he wanted to be. Obviously, a long way to signing day, but MSU signing class, you know, this time a year ago that class was in the fifties. It was not good uh but now it's it's number eight in the country according to 24 7 composite won't stay there obviously because you know everybody else has got to fill up as well but this is this has the makings of a pretty good class for state and i think it does a good job of sort of dispelling the uh the notion that even i had to a degree that you know mike leach and his staff what do they know about recruiting in the south what do they know about recruiting in general these guys have, have done really really well so far this year um there's a you know there's a good chance that there, there there are more commitments in the next you know week or so between some of their, their the four star guys that they they feel good about. Uh, this 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 chance ha- this class has a chance to be in the top ten when the season starts, and I think it will finish somewhere in the top twenty uh, if they continue on this path.
2: Those conversations are expected, right? Oh, Mike Leach coming from yeah Lubbock, Texas, and the Palouse. Can he recruit no. with the big boys in the SEC? Yeah. And I think your point's a good one. I mean, it's probably not a top 10, top 8 class when it's all said no. and done. No. But it's a top 20 class, and when you stack those one on top of the other on top of the other, you've got a chance for consistency and growth. And I think in particular with the way that Mississippi State plays, it's a little bit different style, at least on the offensive side, than a lot of what we see. Mike Leach is going to... Recruit to what works for him and what he wants to do offensively.
4: And I feel like just from what I've read, you know, with, with the uh, with the interviews and what the prospects are saying, that Leach is a lot more involved in recruiting than I thought he was going to be. You know, you, we talked yesterday about Saban being the closer, and I think Leach has some of that as well, not to the same degree, obviously, but I think Leach has been a lot more involved in recruiting. It's it's not it has not been okay. The season's over. I'm heading down to Key West. I'll be back in August. Uh, for him. He, you know, he was here for this, this this camp this past weekend and I know that seems like a thing you're like, wow, why wouldn't the coach be there? But there was some concern with that with Mike Leach. But so far so he has been very active on the recruiting trail along with his assistants.
2: We'll keep an eye on these recruiting classes as they continue to grow over the coming months and it doesn't take as long to get to National Signing Day when it's in December as opposed to February. True. But now what? Six months away from
4: (laughs) national signing day. I made the comment on the podcast. It's so crazy. State three coaches: Mullen, Moorhead, and now Leach. State continues every year to do most of its recruiting in the summer. Hmm. Usually by this time, the the class is almost full. By the time you get, how many is it now? Is it fourteen? State's got fourteen, right? And and by 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 September, they'll probably be at eighteen to twenty. Ole Miss, Freeze, Luke, and now Kiffin. They will do the majority of their recruiting in the season, and they'll finish strong in in December. It, 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 it's just it's the recruiting culture, and I'm not here for any jokes because you know, cheating happens in July the same way it happens in December. But it's really <laughs> odd that th- three different coaches at two different schools and the recruiting calendar basically has remained the same. Yeah, it's almost like it's a philosophy. Well, like a- it, it is. It obviously is. Yeah.
2: Uh, Quickly, to finish things up on the C Spire text line, I know it's last minute, sure you guys have covered it. I'm late tuning in. What are your thoughts on both teams yesterday using their aces, but using them later in the game instead of starting them? I think both coaches, Mike Bianco and Scott Berry yesterday, approached it as everybody was available. I think the one guy that was just absolutely not available yesterday was Tyler Myers for Ole Miss because he had gone extended on Sunday. Um, I think both of them knew that they couldn't go three, four, five innings with Doug McKenzie or Hunter Stanley for that matter. And in a perfect world, would not have had to go to them at all. But both felt good enough about their guys and how they felt that they thought that they could go out and get 15, 20, 30 pitches from them. Four or five outs. That's what Doug Nikhazy gave you yesterday. Four outs. A massive strikeout to get out of a bases loaded jam. Then he gets an out. and gives up a couple of home runs. Then he gets another strikeout. He's done. I thought both coaches played it perfectly. Ryan Ock, the other guy that just wasn't available. And that was because he was, what, five innings of relief and was just awesome on Sunday. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Sports Talk Mississippi. Good night.
16: Oh, it's incredible.
1: A Super Talk Mississippi media production.